everyone, and welcome back to the Kicks the Crotch podcast. So today, um, we're doing a little bit different. We're doing a tier list. So I want to do this for a little bit. We've got a few tier lists that are going to be coming up. Um, but this one is going to be um, basically the best martial arts for self-defense. So not what we necessarily think is the best martial art, but what we think is um, the most effective for actual practical applications in self-defense. I have with me, once again, I have Andy and Tom, who you both recognize um, from previous uh, podcasts we've done in the past. So how are you both doing? Uh, doing good, thanks. Yeah. How are we doing, Tom? It's hellish, you know. <laughs> it happens. Um, so yeah, we've, we've all got a slightly different um, background in terms of our martial arts. All of us have been or are instructors in some form. Um, from from instructing uh, kids to um, adults or to self-defense in different forms. Um, but we have a different interaction. So our thoughts on this may not necessarily overlap in the same way. We may have um, actually come across and interacted with this where somebody else hasn't, where we've necessarily been on the street or something, um, or we've maybe defended ourselves with this. Uh, it's just a story that we'll tell as we go on. Now, the first one is one that I don't think any of us in fact, I'm almost certain none of us have done, uh, but we may have some time for it. I'm just, for anyone that's watching this, I'm going to put at first all of these in S tier. That does not mean they are S tier. I'm really putting them there as a as a stock thing. Now, we've got S tier, which is basically the best, absolutely do it. Um, then A, B, C, D, and F. Now, first one up is McMap. So McMap is the Marines martial arts. Marine Corps martial arts program. Yes. Yes, I've I've done a little bit of it, um, mostly through avoiding getting shot in the face by the guy who shot me. He basically he had an airsoft gun and he was teaching me the disarms. And every time I every time I thought I'd completed the move, he'd shoot it. Uh, I my ears did not like that after quite after a while. Yeah, I think that's that's the same with many martial arts. Of like, yeah, I can just do this. Okay, let me actually try and shoot you. Oh fuck! Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I ended I mean, up with a couple of I ended up with a couple across the face, but yeah. nothing too serious. Lovely. Have you come across this one at all, Tom? Uh, not in person, but I know of it. Obviously, you know of it, and you've you've kind of probably, you've probably trained with people that have done it. I know I I have. Um, and again, the McMap program is different depending on who it's taught to and how it's taught. So, of yeah. course, it's different. It's taught differently to civilians as it would be to the military. Um, to actual Marines, it's far more kind of brutal. <laughs> so, and obviously a, a previous... Yes, yeah, so a previous guest on here, Juan, um, who is um, a former or at least non-serving Marine, has, um, has done map. Um I mean, its purpose is literally yeah. for... Um, for combat that's that's what it is it's to be able to fight when you have no gun um when the gun's uh, gone you've you've lost it whatever's happening that is your way out now my biggest problem with this is i have done training for certain martial arts that are military martial arts i've done black belt equivalencies for militarized martial arts from military people and one, I remember one time where one of the people that was on that training was a um, a bodyguard or cl close protection from the Middle East. With a gun, the guy was fantastic, and you are not getting not getting anywhere near the person he's looking after. However, bit of light sparring 
he got knocked on his ass by every single one of us. Um, it's, I think the problem with ones like this is they might be brutal, but I do question the level of the, the level you need to be at. I mean, this may be the same with all the martial arts, but the level you need to say, be at. That could be making, every martial art. <laughs> yes, it's true. But, it's, but the level that you need when you also have the kind of, but I have a gun. Because anyone out there, obviously, all of us are British. We don't just have a gun. Whereas McMap, it is made for if you don't have the gun. And that's the thing. Is this the case that it's not actually as, as effective? It's just, I don't have a gun. Let's go for it. And it becomes a bit more of a scrap with someone that has um, some more proficiency or, or not. I mean, how did you find it when you, when you did it, Andy? Um, I did the, I was mostly the, um, like melee or melee range kind of uh, disarm. So like the um, locks, the uh, joint locks, um, especially against knives or like short range guns. Um, I think if I remember rightly from when I read through the handbook, um, you need to, in the Marines, you need to get to a certain level to actually be qualified or qualified slash um, get to the level you need to actually pass the uh, test. But about six levels after that which are entirely optional but if you go for them they're the kind of thing that you need to put minimum amount of hours into like uh like kind of combat like experience and combat demonstrations as well like it's basic level where anyone in the marines trains to it gets that certain level and then stops right. probably not as not as far as it can actually be taken. The next okay, so, several levels after that, so definitely, the, like, there's a lot more there. Right. So the problem with this, then, is is kind of how I said it, but a bit different. So it's basically for, for most general Marines, then, it may not actually be that good against, you know, a big rough guy on the street. But for the people that continue, they probably do have a chance. So it's, yeah, that's it's the... Yeah, it's it's a problem. I think it's a problem then because of the fact that it's got a cutoff that is relatively lower down. How uh, that's got to be the standard we look at. I would have thought if we're looking at is, mm. as being as effective it is, then we've got to look at the kind of the cutoff. So where would people think of it? Because it's definitely not S tier. It's just not, mm. um, especially because because it's not something you can teach to civilians pretty pretty much as you're doing it. And again. If you're only going to a certain standard, it just can't be estimated. Um, I think I think something else that makes a difference with the uh, MCMAP is the level of lethality that it works at. Yeah. Like if you're using it in a self-defense scenario on the street, you use even half of those moves, and the your claim for reasonable self-defense goes out the window <laughs> with about two or three of their bones. Oh, no, so like if you're if I, you're I, at some if you're at that point limited, then its capacity of self-defense really becomes a legal question. Because I mean, yeah. legally, it might, or like realistically, it might be good for self-defense. But legally, it's not self-defense once you get to the point where you're using some of the higher end like, Although, techniques. I mean, my argument would be, I, I look at self-defense as always being you should be able to deal with, with severe danger or lethality. Um if you are having to, if there's stuff that's going beyond the, the a few simple, straightforward things, 
I no longer think it's self-defense, but not because it's too brutal, because it's too too difficult to get to that at that point. Um, it hmm. should be quick, sharp, done, gone. Um, I don't, you know, whatever state that person's now in, they fucking came at me. Um, <laughs> you know, and that's the reality because it's, you know, a street fight is 10, 20 seconds. It's not five minutes like in the Bourne films, um, which any of my students remember that line. Um, but so for me, I think, again, I, I, I've seen some of it and I've trained with people to do it. A lot of the, the, the stuff I see is just too complex. It's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that I'm just like. This looks far more for show when we're going. These are our Marines. Look what they can do. Rather than let's deal with this properly, and it's made for disarming, which has to be complex, um, and they're still probably going to get shot um, than anything else. Because like I, the um, at some of the higher levels, there are pair moves. Where literally you require another person to finish yeah. off the technique. No good to you if you get. Yeah, so I think it can't be S. Um, what, what do we th- What do we think? What, so Tom, what would you say? Um, S, A, B, C, D, or F? Personally, I'd probably put it about B because again, it's like same with most of the um, armed forces stuff is they don't train it to the point where it's something that they are going to routinely be relying on or using because they've got their guns and yeah. artillery the entire other branches of the armed forces and stuff they can use so it's like the chances and likelihood of them ever having to use it and retaining and keep, i don't know what the requirements are for keeping that training up but once you've done the course and passed do they have to recertify every day yeah, and then, or? yeah there is there, so, there definitely is because i've talked about it with juan and a few others yeah. but there's definitely a recertification that you yeah. do have to keep it up so but again it comes down to it's like the same with um officer safety training for police in the uk it's like you do the course and then you get you have to just redo it once every year or two years or whatever it's like it's a basic entry level for most people you're not going to go on past what you need to do the basics of so i and again as you said like you know some of the stuff, would you legally be able to do it and claim it as self-defense still? It's questionable. So that's why I'd say probably a B for me. What about you, Andy? I'm, I'm hot at the level in which it needs the minimum requirement to um, like meet the training certification. Oh. I'm, I'm agreeing with Tom here. I'm probably about a B or C, I'd say, somewhere in between there. But probably B just because of one, the fact that when they're training it, the level of precision in their training is quite a is quite of quite high standard. Hmm. And two, they're like their training in general, like their uh, like their muscular train, their cardio. A lot of that is going to put them in a good stead to actually use it reliably. Like even yeah. if they no knock a few shots off and run away, their their general like training regimen means they're probably running real fucking fast. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you basically both agree. And I, I think we all agree on this one, which is this is going to get boring if we all do this. But I was going to say <laughs> B as well. Um, but for me, it has to be a B. Let me let me change it on the screen here. But I think it's a B for a few different reasons. One, I don't think there is a thing such as um, too deadly, because if in terms of reasonable force, you are expected to be able to do anything up to and including what was um, done to you, which Again, I look at self-defense as being it's what you can do against something incredibly harsh or fatal. So, again, that's my interpretation of, of things, but it's not, a, a, you know, 
that's not a that's not a legal th- um, viewpoint. Although the legality of what we actually mean by, um, by reasonable force in the UK is questionable anyway. Um, also, I don't necessarily think most of the things that make this effective are the martial arts. I think it's everything mm-hmm. else that makes it. Yeah. We're talking about people who are prepared to injure someone, prepared to kill someone, and whose cardio has to be at a level where the stuff they're doing is possible. In terms of it as a martial art for self-defense, I think it's questionable because if it can't be taught to someone who isn't at that standard, who isn't um, at the same kind of preparedness and everything else, then what use is it? That, that's the issue I have is that I think the brutality of it and the ability for someone to pull off some of these moves is down to the fact that it's fucking Marines doing it. It's, you know, you don't necessarily um, not mess with a Marine because of McMap. You don't mess with a Marine because they're fucking Marines. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's, it's a B for me as well on that one. Um, the next one up, I have my thoughts, but um, we'll go the other way around. I'll start with uh, Tom this time. Kickboxing. Um, define what you mean by <laughs> define kickboxing. version of karate. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, we're talking because I've come across several different varieties of what people okay, would refer K1, to as kickboxing. K1, K1. K1, okay, fair enough. Um, it's useful self defense. Uh, I mean, it has some plus sides to it again you know, again come an awful lot of the training people do for kickboxing training comes down same as with boxing or anything like that comes down to an awful lot of cardio an awful lot of um you know uh, training to get fit and doing it and being fit while doing it same as with that um and then an, the rest of the time is just a fair bit of like basic how to punch and kick roughly give or take again very different ways of teaching it and stuff so i've seen some people teach the standard traditional the way you hate uh chambering method for kicking it uh and i've seen others do the way you do it so it's it's again it's, it's one of those like it's a very big broad thing that it has too much open to interpretation as to what is or is even within like k1 style yeah, it's, it's it's the basics is getting on there isn't it i think that, yeah, that that's the so we're looking at it in terms of the basic ability to kick and punch, really, which is for what it does, it does all right. It, it will yeah. get average Joe Public to be able to throw a half decent punch, a half decent kick. Um, as to how well they're able to do it and well, how well they're able to put it off against people of different sizes and weights, I don't quite know. It yeah. depends on, again, it, the variables are a bit quite wide open. You can tell it's for everybody, Marshall, on the list. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think, I think that the, the way that we've got to think about it is um, between the three of us, how useful are these against me? I think that's the easiest way. Now, anyone that was watching, I outsized both of these guys, both broader and taller and just a, a bigger guy, muscular, everything. So it's the ability to take down, not, not a fucking giant. Like I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a bloody, not Christoph. I'm not a WWE wrestler, <laughs> but if somebody that's that's bigger, that you know, you need to do something to get away from them. Um, in what, how useful is it if you try to kick me with a standard kickbox and stuff or punch me? What's the reality? Because that that's the thing. Of, on a Friday night, if I'm pissed off at you and I'm gonna go for you, I think that's that's kind of how it's gonna be looked at. Yeah. Um, um, in that case, then. I mean, yeah, it, it gives you enough of a, gives you enough of a chance to get some distance and get like get you to back away from me, or maybe 
for, for if I was doing it for me to move myself away from you using it to then get the fuck out there and run. Uh, so you know my thoughts on running away. And I, as um, long as you're faster than they are, yeah, exactly. This is what I, we always say, you know, it's, yeah. as long as you're a better distance or um, endurance runner than they are, you're fine. But yes, <laughs> anyone to, that's to get you safety. Yeah, anyone that's, that's in listening. the car, in a, in your house, whatever. Yeah, anyone listening or, or watching, I know, I guarantee, when somebody said self-defense to you, at some point you've gone, I can just run away. I should just. That is the assumption that anyone that's attacking you is less fit, is older, or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, as well as being bigger, I'm a marathon runner. Run away from me. Fucking go for it. I'll give you a head start, but you will run out of steam. I won't. So that, that's always the thing I talk about when we're, when we're talking about um, running away. Where in general, self-defense, just as, as a point in general, it's not necessarily that easy to run away from someone. If you're faster, and you will almost definitely be faster than me, um, yes, you might be able to get somewhere quickly, but it, these are things that need to be thought of. Uh, so when yeah. anybody just goes, run away, I always have a kind of... Ah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I use, when I say run away, I don't mean like... Run and keep running Hollywood horror horror film style. Like keep running and running and born. just trying out run them. Yeah, born. I don't. You're not trying to like parkour your way across half a fucking city. You're trying to get from where you are to somewhere safer than where you previously were 30 seconds to a minute ago. Yeah. I mean, if you're using parkour, you probably will get away from me. Let's be. Yeah, fair enough. Parkour, <laughs> then yeah, you're fucked. Um, okay, Andy. What what are your thoughts with um with kickboxing? Um, I mean, I don't have much um experience actually, like being against anyone who's done kickboxing or at least kickboxing isolation Mm. um but i would definitely say i think the style of the training does work against it slightly in that you're matched with someone who's a similar weight similar height to you like you get complacent with that kind of training like you train like you said if it's between someone who's about my size and someone who's your size totally different like i think the like it's a good it's a good basic like Tom said, it's a good standard. But in terms of actually being useful in a situation where the person is wildly different to you, say even if the person than you, like if you go and launch your head and the head isn't exactly where you expect it to be, you know, shorter, then you're really kind of like you're really kind of out of the out of the range of what's comfortable and if you can be like if you're in that situation where you're in a you're in a tough situation in the first place because you're in a fight but worse you're in a situation you're not used to like that's where a lot of mistakes than the average fight scenario like against a similar height size build weight so on and so forth if you can hit them harder and they can hit you with the tools that kickboxing gives you then great but that's not always be. so i'd yeah i'd probably put a little little bit lower just because of the variability of street fight scenario yeah i mean the biggest issue with kickboxing for me is it was i mean it wasn't originally made for this purpose because it was made in the early 1900s but it's basically a sport it's a, it's a sport fight and I know that's what everyone's going to say about all martial arts now, which I have issue with. But <laughs> kickboxing doesn't really exist in com. It's it's a it's for sport. No. It's points. A lot of it is points. Mm, kicks. And that irritates crap out of me because I hate points kicks. And it's something I always had when I had um, you know people coming in uh, for self defence, and I'd ask them you know what they've done before. Oh, kickboxing. Cool. Let's see how good we can we cool. can hit me. Things <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, for some of them. Um, and it's. 
the reality of it is they barely bruise sometimes if they kick you. And it's, I, I, I will say that we're going to sound like we're ragging on every single one of these uh, martial arts at some point, even the ones that we practice and love. Oh, yeah. But we're talking about them for a very specific thing, self-defense. As, as martial arts, as sport martial arts, everything else, they're great. Kickboxing as a sport martial art is fantastic. It's one of the most energizing ones. I think K1 is fantastic to watch. And hey, in terms of athleticism, they're fucking, they're, they're way above all of us at this point. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that if one of them got into a fight with one of us on a Saturday night, they'd be able to do anything. They will look fancier. Um, I remember doing um, doing some classes with a, a few people, and um, I was trying to show them um, the way I kick, which, as you pointed out, Tom is is different. Um, is I mean, it comes from a few different martial arts that kick the same as I do, but it's not traditional. And they they you know it's like oh they were finding it boring because it wasn't flashy and Hollywoody. And then um, to try and get their attention, I did a spinning back kick a few inches from their face, and they immediately went. That, that's what I want to learn. That's it. And it's just like, yeah, but that's, that's things like kickboxing for me. That's things like taekwondo. They're the flashy, yeah, that looks fun. And for me, kickboxing has that. It's, it's very Hollywood. And, you know, it's a great, it's a great way into combat sport. It's, it's a good one if you're going from martial arts to want to necessarily go into combat sport. I think going through K1, definitely a great idea. And then you can build on that with other things. Um, and you can end up as having it as part of your arsenal for self-defense and for combat fighting. But in terms of by itself, as you say, Andy, you're used to going up against someone your own size and weight, which, I mean, do we vet the people we end up in fights with? I mean, I've never ended up having to do that. I don't, I don't go out on a Saturday night and go, oh, no, you're a bit too big. I want your mate. It doesn't happen. Um, so I think at least for me, I would put this as a C, because I think McMap, again, McMap has the brutality because of the Marines, but also it's made for the purposes of hurting someone. I feel like, despite the fact kickboxing comes from an amalgam of Western boxing, Muay Thai and karate, it's those amalgamed in some way. Um, it's far more for the sport and athletics side, at least nowadays. And so for me, I'd have to put it as C. Um, what about you, Andy? Where would you see it? I mean, C, C pretty good place to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like, it's like, yeah, you're right. You're going to size up someone in the fight and be like, oh, I'll fight that guy instead. Like, on a, in general, if I'm feeling comfortable in a place or if I'm somewhere I've never been before, I do do a lot of sizing people up. Mm. But I'm not always going to find people who are my size. Like, I'm still going to be thinking, uh, like, how, how I'd work against someone who was, like your size are a bit bigger. Like again, yeah, you're not sizing them up with the intent to fight the guy with your right size. So yeah, yeah see it, see it is. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know, like like we said, I, this will be said about every single martial art. But somebody that is amazing at kickboxing will still kick our ass. What we're not <laughs> saying that we're not saying that someone who does this won't be able to defend themselves. It's the martial art in its practicalities. What about you, Tom? Yep, same. Uh, again, God, we're going to make it very boring. Um, 
We'll disagree in a minute, I'm sure. So it's a C. So we've got McMappin at a B and kickboxing in at a C. Now, the next one has already been mentioned, um, but we're going to put it up here. It is boxing. What do we think in terms of... So I have this as Western boxing, um, which is pretty much mm -hmm. an, an amalgam in itself because... Western boxing pretty much comes from old school pugilism and uh, Mexican style boxing is kind of what we now see as modern Western boxing. Um, but yeah, I think I have, uh, is it Canelo in the picture I've got here? I'm not too sure now. Um, but yeah, what do we think of boxing? Uh, Andy? Um, I love boxing. I mean, one of my favorite, um, like favorite anime of all time is called Hajime no Epo, about a Japanese <laughs> boxer. Who's, um, this is where I, ha I know nothing, and these two are, are weaves. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, basically, um, Ippo is a very short, very stocky guy who uses John Dempsey's famous Dempsey role as his signature attack. Um, in the ring, um, against people who are even like taller, than, taller but thinner than him, um, the kind of power that he can generate is out, like, just out of this world. And I think that same, same is true in boxing as well. If you're, like, a lot of, obviously a lot of boxing is, uh, like, end match by KO. So, like, a lot of the training is going to be hit as hard as you can. Like, there's a lot of stamina, a lot of footwork. At the same time, I think the footwork is actually where it falls short in that all of boxing is just you're punching them. And the problem is your fists are only, like, what, there are only two usable knuckles on there. you got two that if you hit, you're just going to fuck them up. If they put something in the way of that, like an elbow, then the question is whether your fists or their elbow are stronger. Like, it's it's a brilliant base. And if someone was in a fight or about to start a fight with you and you dropped into quite a, like, good-looking boxing stance, then you'd probably, like, just... Uh, get them, or you probably uh, give them a give them a moment to reconsider in the first place. But in terms of its, in terms of what it can do, it can do brilliantly. In terms of its limitations, if your hands or your arms are out, you're done for. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's weird because I think if someone went into a kickboxing stance, the first response from a lot of drunk big guys would be to laugh. Whereas if somebody goes into a boxing stance. Everyone goes, oh, okay, well, maybe this guy can box. It's weird. Um, what about you, Tom? Uh, I hate to do it, but yeah, again, I agree with this. Uh, same as I said for kickboxing, it's great, you know, giving, building up your cardio and getting fit and stuff. Um, generation of power, really good, the way they generate power. And um, for striking, any striking art, if they learned to throw a kick, they'd be pretty damn dangerous. <laughs> but again, that's where it falls down. It's the, they don't, do anything about the rest of the lower half of their body, which is where it falls down for me. And again, the same, same with the footwork. We've had people who came and trained with us who, uh, with my instructor and stuff, who were kickboxers and boxers, and they come in and say, yeah, when they hit you, it hurts like hell. But they've got to hit you, and they've got to not have their legs taken out from underneath them, and then realise that they're falling over and going, oh shit, what do I do now? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I did have, I had a couple of people that I was training where my line to them was stop being a boxer. Because every time they went uh, near me, I'd just slap them. So, no, <laughs> I'm not going to move like yeah, that. I, one of my ex-students um, had issues of combination of boxing and kung fu background. And I was like, mind your feet every single time. It's like, watch your footwork and just swept the feet up from underneath them. 
<laughs> yeah, and of course, the, the, the same issue remains about size as well. Yeah, same as yeah. As, as, you, as I think, doesn't matter how much you generate. Point. Doesn't matter how much you generate. If you're a lot shorter and a lot lighter than the other person is, you can generate as much torque and power behind that punch as you physically can. You're not guaranteed to do shit against someone who's 25 stone <laughs> and, and five also, inches higher than you. <laughs> and also, depending on how they punch, because I, I don't. I certainly don't punch like a boxer. I punch nearer to the to the Eastern style of punching for for, mm. for self defence. Um, not not there, but nearer that way because I, yeah. I generate the power through my entire body, which doesn't necessarily come in in boxing. Yeah. I do it from the hips. Um, my other issue with boxing is well, again learning how to punch. Great, um, great. But uh, what are you going to do for the rest of the week if you punch? I mean, is it Tyson going to fight? Okay, broke his the hand. other guy up, broke his hand. Yeah. If you work in an office on a computer and you get in a fight and you break both your hands defending yourself, what are you going to do for work for the next several weeks? Because yeah. you can't do fuck all. And this, this, <laughs> this also brings up another point, because boxers, as they're taught in terms of boxing, wear gloves. pads and gloves, yeah. Which means they, I fucking hate punching with gloves. At least those gloves. Give me... Not, give me um, Wraps. Smaller gloves, give me wraps, give me um, UFC gloves. I'm better with them. Give me those bulbous fucking. I cannot. <laughs> Comedy boxing. I can, I can do it to a point. Like I can generate enough punch. I've, I've done. I've done some boxing, and I remember you know somebody kind of going, "You nearly broke my nose with the first jab," and I'm like, "Yeah, but I still fucked up after that because I had to try and get into boxing, and all I want to do was kick you." Um, and, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I can generate enough power. But if that was reality without that, the power that I generated would have been far more. But I couldn't do that in the way that we had to dance around and it just didn't work. Um, for me, boxing it's, boxing has to go above kickboxing for me, but not as high as McMahon. Purely because for me, boxing is... Everyone can box. And I don't mean that in reality. I mean... Everyone thinks they can box. Not everyone thinks they can do kickboxing. Not everyone thinks they can do McMahon. But everyone, just every bloke at some point has been going, yeah, yeah, I'll just put my hands up and hit something. It's like, yeah, but that's not the reality. And then if you train, you realize that that's completely wrong. And that, and against a good, I mean, we look at, say, um, really good um, bare knuckle fighters, boxers in the ring against an actual boxer with gloves on, they always get their asses kicked because the technique works for that other person in the ring. But actually on the street, the bare knuckle boxer is probably far worse because they will, they will fully go for your body. They will take out some ribs. You aren't prepared for that brutality, but it's still, they're both still boxing. Um, but one of them is far more a brawl than it is boxing. And so for me, I think, Learning the basics of boxing has to be a good idea. The basics of boxing always gives you an advantage over somebody else. And like I said, I think you have that, you have that ability where if somebody goes into boxing stance, it's seen as more dangerous than somebody going into a kickboxing stance or something like that. Um, but without anything else, without anything else, how useful is it? I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, somebody at the top of the, top of the field you're not. You're going to have issues if you were to take on Canelo on the street. He's going to probably kick your ass. But 
that's not the basic we're looking at. We're looking at the boxing. So for me, it would be C, but it would be to the on the on the tier list I have. It would be to the left of kickboxing. Like it still is, it's still a C, but it's slightly better than kickboxing C in plus. terms of self-defense. <laughs> C plus, yeah. Um, I don't know. What about what about both of you guys? Do we have any disagreement? Is the question? No, <laughs> no. I don't think not for this one. No. The next one is going to be the one that disagrees because it's mine. Okay, so that one goes at a C as well. So putting that at C, but to the left um, of kickboxing. Now the next one up, which some people will know, some people will not, is Bartitsu. So <laughs> Bartitsu is um, a. Um, it's a British martial art. It's a combination of fucking everything. It's a combination of uh, jiu-jitsu, of um, catch wrestling, of... Um, cane fighting. Um, what did you just say? Cane fighting. Cane fighting, yeah. Sword fighting. Uh, and uh, <laughs> some forms of kickboxing as well. Um, it, there's, there's a mix of basically everything in it. Savat, um, French kickboxing, um, because it's far more lower kick, so it doesn't tend to have the, the flashy kicks from, from uh, kickboxing. Full disclosure here, I used to be the, the head of the UK Bartitsu Alliance, and Bartitsu is one of my martial arts backgrounds. Um, I will say it's not S tier, it's not. The one thing I would say is if it had continued in its development, I think it would be S tier. But this disappeared to most of the world in the early 1900s. Um, it's the reason that the suffragettes did well, because the suffragettes, the reason they were able to stop the police and defend themselves was because they were taught Bartitsu. A lot of people call it suffragitsu, but actually what they were taught was Bartitsu, and then the Bartitsu was used by two decent practitioners from the suffragettes. Go on. If I was right, um, wasn't but I can't remember. I know Bartitsu was obviously um, Sherlock Holmes's main form of fighting because it was involved in the boxing. Um, was Arthur Conan Doyle a practitioner as well? No, no. So what happened? <laughs> right. So yeah, he also spelled it wrong in the book on purpose. So what <laughs> was happened? Was, yeah, yeah. So E. W. Bartonwright, who is the person that created um, Bartitsu and had been yeah. and practiced jiu-jitsu and done everything like that, worked on a magazine called Pearson Magazine, which is where the instructions for Bartitsu originally got released. Another person that worked on Pearson Magazine was Arthur Conan Doyle. When Arthur Conan Doyle killed um, Sherlock Holmes off, because if you look at the original Sherlock Holmes, he's not a Bartitsu practitioner. Hmm. Then when he brought him back and they needed, they needed a way that he'd survive the Ruckenback Falls, he said it was the Japanese fighting style of Baritsu. Basically, he tried to pretend that he hadn't just stolen the fucking idea from the magazine he used to work on. <laughs> but it is Bartitsu. I mean, the, the, the Tony Wolfe, who is an American practitioner, was the person that advised them on the relaunch of the films with, um, with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, it, that is that is Bartitsu, at least the older style of Bartitsu. Um, mm. so yes, it is Sherlock, it is Sherlock Holmes. Um, but no, uh, Arthur Conan was not a practitioner. He just stole it. Um, but yeah, I, as I say, it, it kind of disappeared because the, the whole idea when it came over here was he brought over with him um, jiu-jitsu practitioners, um, catch wrestling fighters, uh, Lacan fighters, Savat fighters. And he would literally send them out into the into England because this is the you know late 1800s, early 1900s, and just basically go go fight, go take on people in the fucking circuses and shit, go take on the strongmen locally. 
see if this shit works and then they would work on anything that didn't so their idea of, of practicing it and testing it was literally to do just that go and fight fuck it go and fucking fight people um and like i say it was... if i remember rightly there used to be like um it's a fairly common um like thing in victorian england so there wouldn't really be much of a shortage of people to yeah, exactly. go out and test it against. Yes, exactly. That used to be a thing in, in circuses and stuff. People always think of it as weird now, but in circuses, they used to basically just get strongmen to, to, and you would win money if you went and beat them. So that's what they used to do. They used to throw them out and go, right, go beat them. Because obviously no one, the, the only downside of that is no one knows how to deal with a Japanese jiu-jitsu guy when no one knows what the fuck it is. Um, but yeah, this is what they did. And like I say, the suffragettes, were successful in fending themselves off against police and people like that because they learned jiu-jitsu, uh, sorry, because they learned bartitsu. They called it suffragitsu and it became historically suffragitsu, but actually if you look at it, it's bartitsu. They were taught bartitsu literally at the Soho mm-hmm. Dojo. That's what they learned. There's, there's historical evidence of it, um, which is quite funny given that it's called the gentleman's martial art. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, obviously for me, I think if it had continued and not died off in the early 1900s, um, it would have been S tier because it was continually looking to improve upon itself. It was continually, the idea of it was, it was a self-defense, go fucking fight. It was, this is the time of Jack the Ripper and, you know, people in London were not, people nowadays, they look back at Bartitsu and kind of go, oh, and as I have, uh, the picture I have here is people in suits being very kind of, oh yes, the English countryside. That's how people see it now. But what they don't, what they're forgetting is this is, late victorian london in soho that was not and again americans we had guns then happily to use them back in victorian england so mm-hmm. this was not made to be a nice martial art this was made to if it doesn't work get the fuck rid of it keep going add another martial art which they did they added lacan and things like that and it was there to be brutal so i think if it had continued it may have developed into something incredibly brutal and far more dangerous now but of course we don't know because most of the practitioners now are people who have a background um, like myself in judo or jiu-jitsu or something like that that have taken it adapted it as it is appropriate now um it has no black belt system uh, because it was it's too old for that and it just didn't have it um you have some good practitioners um but it's it's hard to tell um, what's your knowledge on it, Tom, or is it literally just me? <laughs> um, I mean, I've had exposure to it through um, people through uh, yeah. and stuff. Um, I mean, my issue with it, as again, it comes down to the self-defense side of it, is the um, one, it stopped and died off. And two, get finding someone who knows what they're talking about and doing it and teaching it. I know someone who claims they teach it. They've done bugger all training in any form of precursor to it and stuff. I'm not going to name names <laughs> it's, it's I want to know who that is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, claim, they claim to have uh, they, cl- they claim on paper to have um, to teach and do uh, some form of it but uh, I know for a fact they've got no fucking training in it whatsoever so it's like yeah no <laughs> um, but yeah so on the self-defense side of it I don't think it would be rating that highly because unless you live in very specific areas in London New York Los Angeles, like a few other places, you're not going to find a club that actually teaches it. Yeah, <laughs> so but it, I, I, yeah. I closed it down. I, I don't teach yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, so you wouldn't get to find someone to teach it, and you can't guarantee that 
you can set it to every, again with every martial art. You get the fraudsters you come in and go, oh yeah, I'm a black belt in this, or I I can train and teach in this, and it's like yeah, bollocks. Um, but belt. finding people who, yeah. but finding people who actually legitimately are teaching it is also the issue. Like you can find people who say they're teaching it and then, but they don't actually teach it. And they're just teaching you bad jujitsu. That's true. I mean, obviously, obviously, <laughs> when I when I I mean. When I stopped teaching it, I stopped teaching it because of that kind of thing. There were, there were other people that were coming in and kind of just just making a mockery of it, and I kind of went, you know what? I can't be fucked. I'm just going to teach. I'm just going to teach self-defense, which I've got my other qualification in. I'll do that, and I can't be yeah. fucked teaching the buttits anymore. So, I really the person that's um, that's saying they are but doesn't have a background in it. Tom, are they still teaching? I don't think they are. Right. Um, but they for a while they were they were going oh yes I, I train and teach this and I was like really because I know them personally I was like since fucking when <laughs> I know who it is I want to know who it is now <laughs> in fact I'm, I'm while while I wait for you guys to have a further discussion I'm going to look up and see if they are still training at all in anything <laughs> right yeah I mean obviously that is that is a, a downside of it because uh, because people don't remember it and there's very little um, lineage to it now for everyone you you have to kind of have someone that has a background in one of the the martial arts in jujitsu or judo or lacan or savat and i know i know at least one person in the uk that um that teaches it with none of that background he does have a background in martial arts but not a background in one of the background one of those martial arts um and obviously that's problematic like if you have a judo or jiu-jitsu background i think that's the the good basis for it because that's that was literally the base of budgetsu um which you know there's a few of us that have that background but obviously there is that is the issue for it um yeah what what do you think where what are your thoughts andy i think i i don't know whether this is just because i'm a huge sherlock holmes fan but I think I want to raise it a little higher for two reasons. One, if you can find someone who's actually got the kind of qualifications and the kind of background to teach it well, it is something which their experience can fill in some of those gaps that have made and also kind of bring some of it forward. And two, the most obvious one is the stick fighting aspect of it. If you are in England, you can't carry a like weapon or a knife or something. But England is rainy. You can carry an umbrella. If you have an umbrella and you have someone who has taught you well in like styles of Bartitsu, which include weapon fighting, and you have your umbrella on you, you stand a decent chance if you can, you know, if it's tough enough that you can give people a good few whacks. And suddenly they think, oh, fuck, he's got a weapon, let's run. Like, admittedly, it is just being a bit fanciful in it. But in that unlikely scenario that you have a good teacher and a sturdy umbrella, then you're probably not far off in being able to defend yourself in that way. I'm trying to find the, the, um, but here we go. Um, I mean, yes, you do have the, the... Sherlock Holmes School of Self-Defense, which is Bartizzi. I got this as a... Was this a present? I can't remember now. Um, yeah, I had that book at one point. <laughs> I think the... It, this is difficult for me, obviously, because literally I used to, I used to give people their certificate to say they were legitimate. And, you know, that, and I, obviously I was... Uh, I, trained, I trained I did it myself. The... 
I think the problem for me is, yes, with the umbrella and everything like that, but if I give someone an umbrella and say, go hit that person, they will still hit them and they'll do it over and over again and it will still stop them. So much as there are some elements there that can be helpful at the same time, you're like, but is that the martial art that's doing that? Or is that just someone that's going, fuck you, get away from me, you bastard. You know, that's, that's the reality of it. Um, it's the only martial art I, I know that actually has written into the syllabus um, how, to, uh, how to defend yourself with a bicycle, which is one of my favourites. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think for me, it had, it had and has the potential to be very good. The problem is it never got kind of fully ratified into a, a, a kind of a full system because it changed so often. Um, and because it's been missing for so long, you do have good instructors out there. There are good instructors out there. Um, but Don't pick yourself up too much, right? I did not say it was me. I don't instruct in it anymore. It's not, I don't instruct it anymore. But there are good instructors out there. Um, they're, most of them are in the Midlands, I think. Um, but it's there's also a lot of charlatans it's a bit i think by it was a bit like um kung fu was in the 70s it's like anyone that kind of says and looks like they might be able to do it yeah okay we believe them um and you know you've got a lot of brawlers out there who are just going yeah i'm doing Baititsu, and it's like you're just a brawler but because Baititsu is kind of a brawling martial art we'll just believe you um yeah for me for me oh, it's painful it's painful for me it's a d it's got to be a d because as much as it does use things like boxing, savat, it does use more than one system, which is something that really these others don't, apart from um, kickboxing, which is technically an amalgam, um, and um, McMap. It's the level it's at and the fact that it can, it can fall into brawling very quickly. That's the problem. Because there's no code of... If you, even the good people, even the good instructors across the UK don't all teach the same way. And yes, you will have differences in teachers and differences in styles and things like that. But when there's no real codified way of doing it, or like some people, like I did not teach the weapons side. I only taught the hand-to-hand because I did. I do not have an appropriate background in Lacan. So for me, it was not appropriate for me to teach that side. So mm. when you have then people, someone like myself who only teaches that, someone else who only teaches Lacan, it's very difficult to have it as a codified system that will actually work because you don't know what you're doing with it. So for me, it's got to be a D. What about you, Tom? Yeah, I was going to say, again, mostly just due to the scarcity of it and the fact that it died out and there is no codified syllabus for it that people all follow and teach. Hmm. It would be a low C or a D for me. Go on, Andy. What? <laughs> Really, realistically, yeah, I think you're right. Like CD, something like that. I just like the image of someone <laughs> just whopping a stick, whopping like an umbrella or even like a nearby bar stool out the corner and just being like, ha, take that. Yeah, I mean, it's like I say, the basis of it is great. And if we'd learnt this back off of the guys back in the late 1800s, fantastic. And, it, you know, we know it did work. If we were doing this list back in, you know, 
1900 or 1899, we'd go, right, well, this is an S because the fuckers are using it against the police. Nerds. You know, we'd be able to say <laughs> it, but but now it's it's not. It, it hasn't really been. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- there's there's a few there's a few good people in the UK, but there's a lot of, you know, like I say, I stopped doing it because of the fact there's a lot of idiots. Um, I didn't even know. I, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued now that me that that, so that I cannot even find any reference to this person now having any club in at all ever in any martial arts. <laughs> so they have completely uh, wiped any trace of them having ever run a club or a class in anything off the map. Uh, so that's interesting. <laughs> I was going to say, because I mean, I, I did, when I, when I closed down my thing, I did scorch earth. I did, I did kind of point out to everyone, I'm leaving this because people are being fucking idiots. Um, so may, maybe he got washed away with that. Maybe he was part of those that made me leave it. Um, but it yeah. Been, but yeah, it's like, even, that, it's like, even like the other martial arts he, he used to teach, it's like all the club websites, gone. The Facebook groups, gone. The directories and yellow pages, yelp, all gone. There's nothing. Like, right. The guy okay. doesn't exist. So you don't have to say who it is, but where did they used to teach? Like what? Uh, it was the other side of deal, um, past warmer sort of way. And I know. So I used to teach in in um, in Canterbury in that way, and I used to run. We had no one on our books, or yeah, no yeah. one even suggested to me from that way. Yeah, so <laughs> Which is a lot. <laughs> Because I know, because the, there was an Aikido club that we used to have in Deal, and I heard about the instructor through one of the people who trained there, and I was like, "Oh, really?" And kind of looked into this thing, and then realised I'd crossed paths with them in another art, and kind of like, "Oh, right, guys, a bit of a dick," <laughs> and then kind of looked into them and found just so much bullshit on what they were teaching and stuff, and then also saw on a web page of theirs that they claimed to be a Bartitsu instructor, and was like, "Who the fuck taught you?" <laughs> Where did you learn this from? Other than you've read it in a Sherlock Holmes book. It's like, in fact, yeah, they've read it in Sherlock Holmes and they also spelt it the way Sherlock, in the Sherlock Holmes book. They spelt they, it in Buritsu. They spelt oh, Buritsu, no. yeah. So yeah. Literally, it literally was from, from Sherlock Holmes. They yeah, so they spelt it, Holmes. yeah. They also had in another one, they spelt it with an extra T, so Bart Titsu was another way they spelt it on another one. It was like, between three or four pages, they'd, they'd fucked up the spelling five or six times. That's probably so. Yeah, you are the of Bart Simpson. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably so. People like my shorts told them on it. That's probably so. <laughs> we, like, there's probably so that, that certain practitioners didn't go away. Well, well, who the fuck are you? Yeah, because they were never suggested to me. I, I know no one from that. Yeah, I the nearest to the nearest I don't even know if they're still teaching the other art that I know them through. But it's like yeah. the nearest to me was London. So there's a couple people up in Anyway, um, yeah. we could we could go on about that for a while because obviously that's my background. That I did leave it in some kind of fuck you all then because I tried to make this work and you fucked around with it. So um, <laughs> next up, there was oh, no surprise. In that. <laughs> I, I it was very much scorched earth when I did it because fuck them. Anyway, next up, Muay Thai. So right. Muay Thai obviously has um, its fanciful background. Um, um, I've I've trained I, in Muay Thai. I don't know about both of you. I find it it's definitely effective. I mean, it's definitely effective and it's definitely useful. Um, there are some issues I have. What about either of you? I've trained with a few guys who've done Muay Thai before, mm-hmm. and as in terms of the in terms of the techniques and the application, 
like you said, it is a very effective one. The one thing that holds a lot of people back is the conditioning. Like if you do one, if you do one, one or two wrong moves when you're learning about it, suddenly what you're hobbling around on a stick because yeah, you bug it up your knee uh, from trying to do too many knee strikes. The conditioning needed to actually apply all these techniques, like the elbows, the um, forearms, the shins, knees, all of those, I mean, the head, obviously, being able to headbutt in the right place as well. Like, theoretically, if you had enough, like, enough density and enough um, desensitization in all those areas, definitely. Like, kick to the, a kick to the shin from someone who knows how to do it properly is going to drop you. And if, you're go- if they're going to run away and you're still holding your shin, by the time you get up, you have no idea where they've got to. I mean, the fun one that it is the one that you need the conditioning for. Yeah, I mean, if you see some of the fights, you'll see. I mean, there's a few of them where some where in like proper fights they've kicked their opponent so hard they've broken their own leg, which is. It's, I, 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 you like there's there's so many levels to that. One, both of your legs, the 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 hardness of both of your legs to take that, and the fact that you kicked him. Because think about it, if you've kicked a metal pole, you won't necessarily break your leg. But he kicked their, their opponent so hard that they broke their own leg. I've seen that a couple of times. Um, so yeah, Who was that? I think it was last year, in, um, in the US last year. McGregor. Where someone snapped that, huh? McGregor. McGregor's broken his leg. The foot just went... Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he's going to go back to any kind of fighting is... I think at that point you've got to you've got to question whether you should go back. But um, um, what about you're either you? Too, either too stubborn or too stupid. Possibly both for him. What about you, Tom? Uh, yeah, I mean, technique-wise, and you know, it's effective. It's great. My issue with it again comes back down to the conditioning and the way that they condition things. Like, if you look at some of the sort of like ex Muay Thai fighters when they're 50, 60 odd years old, they can barely walk, their hands are clawed, they can barely hold a bloody cigarette and light it. So it's like, it's great if you want to become a fighter in your early 20s and then spend the rest of your life in agonizing pain with arthritis and various other health conditions caused by just fucking up your body, great, go for it. And that's my issue with it. Is that's as a martial art. Again, we've got, yeah. again yeah. like I said, with Baititsu, with boxing, with, with all of these, you could have one in, you could have an instructor for each of these that would make all of these S's because of that yeah. instructor or because of that person. Yeah. If, in yeah. terms of a, of a, of a self-defense, thing, now, I have issue with... So, Moit is a weird one for me because I think they actually open themselves up to get hit, to get hit too much, especially um, to the upper body and to the face. I think their way of defending themselves actually is, is open, especially the way they use their elbows, because of the the linear movement, it actually opens them up too much to, say, a quick boxer. Um, there's a problem there. But I've also only really got concussed once or twice in my life from martial arts, and it was a Muay Thai guy. But again, this was a former champion Muay Thai fighter. So, yes, Muay Thai is clearly fucking effective, but the guy I was fighting was a former champion. So, was it Muay Thai that concussed or him, or was it him? Because this guy was 6'4", which means he was bigger than me, as broad as I was, and 
was a former champion in the martial art that we were we were mucking about in. So <laughs> that's that's the issue because you know he was he wasn't somebody that was up against a bigger person because he was he was the bigger person and he was a former champion. So it's it's a weird one for me, Muay Thai. I think it's it's definitely effective. I mean, it's been around for it's one of the longest standing kind of continuous martial arts. I think if you actually look at how it it actually relates back to itself. I think it's probably one of the most continuous um, rather than a lot of other martial arts that have changed a lot. Um, I think there's another martial art that's coming up on this list that is in my mind going above it for one very simple reason. But um, I don't know. I think for this, it's, hmm, it's difficult because I, I want it to be above, above everything else, but I don't want it to be an A. Um, I think it's got to be an A of, of what's there. Again, if you go to grounds, um, you can have that made-up thing that the Gracies said, which is absolutely made-up, that 90% of all fights go to the ground. That was just, anyone watching, that was a made-up fucking number. One of them just randomly said. There's no research anywhere on earth that says that. So, no. Um, but if a, but if something does go to grounds, how good's a Muay Thai fighter? But they're probably going to break your leg before you get there. The reason you're on the ground is because they've broken something. So, I don't know. For, for me, I think it's got to be, it's going to be, an, it's an A, A or B because I think it's very good, but it's missing elements, as all of these are going to miss. Um, but I, I would have like, it's like, what about for you guys? Again, as a, as a, as a, in terms of athleticism, conditioning, this would be an S because the, the, what you're doing to you are destroying your body for later in life. But the, the fitness you get in on this, I will say my hardest fitness session was for Karpinim um, Alpinim and Muay Thai are probably up there as the ones that destroyed my body the most um, in terms of conditioning. So for that, it's, it's S tier. Um, but in terms of self-defense, I, for me, it's, it's the A, B, so an A. Um, I'd say it's a B plus low A for me as well. Yes, yeah, that. Yeah. What good, about? But it's not. It's not too high on the list, but it, it's good. There's one going above it for one very simple reason, and when we get to it, you'll see why. Um, what do you think, Andy? I want to put it. I want to put it like straight in A, just because of one reason. That yes, you are probably going to destroy your body later in life, but as a if you're a twenty twenty. If you're a 20, 30 something year old in a bar fight and you hit someone with one of those strikes, almost guaranteed that person is, has not been built or has been designed to take that kind of punishment. Yeah. Like, sure, you might end up, you know, really like doing yourself in later in life. But in that fight, in that self-defense moment, you're, you're going you're gonna to hit them with something that they probably didn't even realize you could hit them with. And I think that's why I'd put it as A, because even if, like, you're against someone who's, like, pretty big or, like, pretty hard, if you, like, smash part, smash their shin, or you, like, break their arm or something, like, just through, like, punching their shoulder hard enough, something like that, even a warning shot, like, I think that is a pretty good way of, like, surviving a self-defense encounter. Yeah, I, I think so. You, I mean, you bring it up to the to the A there. I, yeah, as as I said, I think it's in terms of 
in, in terms of its usefulness um, directly, it has some issues, but it's got to go up there. As all of them, it's it needs something else with it, but that's going to be the um, the case with all of these. I think you can't really have any of these in isolation. And um, so we're going to pop that one in A. The next one. Ah, this is going to get some hate. Krav Maga. <laughs> Go. <laughs> What do, what do we think, gentlemen? Who's going to be first? <laughs> um, fuck it, I'll do it. It's overhyped to fuck. It. Yeah. So, um, so I've trained in Krapanim um, Elpanim, which is kind of the sister martial art um, to to Krav Maga, but Krav Maga that's taught in the rest of the world is. Some of it is just fancy BJJ, and some of it is boxing with throws. Um, the amount of times I've seen people that tell you, yeah, you can disarm a gun like this, you can disarm... Okay, give me a loaded gun. If you truly believe that, give me a loaded gun. I want to see how confident you are against a loaded gun. Or fuck it, a big-ass knife. I'll use a six-inch kitchen knife. Tell me you're going to disarm me. It's... This is my issue. Is, is my... It, it, do, it also doesn't. They, they, never, they never seem to spar. Um, problematic. Um, those that do spar don't tend to go that hard. Um, I have a lot of issues with it, and I've I've gone to places where I've done simple things like I, I remember going to a Krav Maga class once, and I did um, uh, I, I breakfall, and got told that I wouldn't be able to do that on concrete because um, I'd hurt myself, and I'm there going. I've done it on concrete uh, <laughs> <laughs> several mm. times. Um, doesn't fucking hurt because uh, I know what I'm doing with it. But and you can get like so many of these courses as well. Like your Krav Maga instructor after fucking twelve weeks or something. Like what the hell are you doing? Um, mm. um, Krav Maga has an issue. If you're learning it for military purposes or for heightened um, civil uh, civilian population in Israel, then that's a different story. But for the Western world, I think it has some tools that are useful, but it's far further down the list than its its cult um, achievement wants it to be. I think the one thing that I think the one thing with Krav Maga in terms of the people I've met who have either like trained in it or said that they train in it is they're like oh, th this is for civilians. Like, the, the version of Krav Maga they teach to people, they say is, oh, yeah, this is the safe version. Like, this is the, What's the point, then? version <laughs> that we're okay to teach you. Um, also, and I, I like you, you've already mentioned, I won't say any more on this uh, after this, but it is a system in which the place of origin a lot of the people that are going to be using Krav Maga are probably going to be using it on people who are sort of defenseless anyways. So it's not really a fair competition if yeah. they're going to be in a fight scenario. Like in the Western world, if someone's using Krav Maga in a, in a fight in which the other person is really fighting, back, that's a question of how effective it is then. Yeah, it's... it's um, yeah, I think if you're... If you're 
it's good against people that know absolutely nothing. But if you get a mm. big guy that wants a fight, it's been a few scraps, and you try some of that shit. I've had I had someone. I had someone who's uh, he's been on this been on this uh, this podcast actually, a former student of mine who had done Krav Maga. That was the martial art he had done. Then he came to train with me, and he just went, "Yeah, but I can just do this." I was like, "Do it then. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for you. Do it." And I just kept hitting him over and over and over again. And he just he just went, "Oh, okay." I was like, "Yeah." I want if I want to hit you, I'm going to because I'm bigger than you and I I can hit you. That's the issue that I have in in its real forms. If you if you're coming up against a member of the IDF, then yeah, of course they can fucking take you down because like mm. all of these practitioners that are at a top level or a level where they need it to be a lot more effective, they are of course going to be able to do it. But you know, Chad who learnt it over a weekend once, who now thinks they're like fucking drill bit drill bit Taylor is not <laughs> not useful. Come on, Tom. I know you've interacted with this at some point. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's come up several times on various other podcasts. Where I went to a few sessions with a couple of local based ones, and yeah, I not a massive fan of it. Again, for the same reasons that's been pointed out, it's great. Yeah, if you're in the army, you're in the military, and you're learning it in the country of origin. Cool, awesome. It's great for you. Anyone else? Nah. I mean, again, I turned probably for that slip or seven times I mentioned this on this, but um, yeah, I turned up for one of the sessions. One of the other people in there was a CPS lawyer, and the guy was saying, "Oh, in self defence situation, this, that," and basically he was curb stomping the guy. And at which point we both went, "Fuck it, that's assault." <laughs> <laughs> and he went, "No, no, self defence." And he's like, "And we're like, no, the second you, <laughs> the second you started curb stomping the guy once he's already on the floor, that's no longer defensible. You are now committing an assault." <laughs> And we just, we, we didn't give a shit. We were like, no, we just fucking called him out in front of the entire class. We're like, no, fuck this guy. Um, but yeah, it was like some of the stuff that I've seen people teach for self-defense, inverted commas, from Krav. It's just made me go, yeah, no. I, yeah, my, again, so my issue is the same as what you said. And there's just too much ego in certain clubs. <laughs> it brings in a very certain crowd, I feel. Yeah. Hence the name mm. Chad being used. Um, yeah, I... I think I for me this is a D. Um that generous? <laughs> well, yeah. Again, are we going urban crav or <laughs> I'd like I'd, I'd tell you what I would really love. A good practitioner in Bartitsu against a um a Krav Maga instructor, because that'd be fucking hilarious. Um <laughs> seeing seeing someone getting beaten up by someone in a weird ass old um uh Victorian suit <laughs> stance. Um I, I I don't think it's F. There is an F on this list um, coming up. I, 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 Crab does have things that can work if put in the right circumstance and which it, it, it can do something um, for me anyway. Uh, what about you, Andy? I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go D as well. It is one that's tremendously like oh yeah, it's so dangerous we can't teach you. So. Well, what's the point then? <laughs> <laughs> or, well, this is the safe one. I don't want the safe one. This is going to be self-defense, um, <laughs> which sounds harsh. And I've had this discussion with people in the past, but if it's for self-defense, I don't want the safe one. What about you, Tom? Yeah, D. Yeah, easy, easy D for me. Yeah. Rightio. Let's uh, throw that in the D. So next up, um, actually, I, I, I think there may be two Fs I've just seen, which is coming up next. Um, <laughs> 
Now, I don't know what either of you um, interacted with this one. Um, Kelly Parati, which is um, potentially the base for all of um, Shaolin Kung Fu, is an Indian martial art that, again, had a break in its history from martial arts, but has been taken up and is really, I mean, this is, you know, with Bartitsu, there's a few people scattered around the, the world. Kelly Parati is now, again, a martial art in India. It, it, it broke away, but it, does, it doesn't exist as, an, as a martial art. Um, but supposedly one of its practitioners went over and um, became Shaolin monk, and Shaolin Kung Fu supposedly comes from Kelly Parati. And if you watch Kelly Parati, it very much does have that feel around it. Most of the strikes are slaps, spinning slaps, in fact, which is interesting. It does have a weaponed form, but most of the weapon form when it's done is not allowed to be even begun until you are proficient at everything else. And even, but the, the thing I would say is, even then they will do exhibition, which is very choreographed, and freestyle. And in the freestyle, it is not uncommon for people to get seriously hurt because they literally go at each other with swords and shields and people get their heads split open very often. Um, so it's a weird one. But Kelly Parato, yes, it's an Indian martial art um, that is, uh, is uh, it's, a, it's an interesting one. It's, um, in my mind, is very much for show. Now, I will preface this by similarly when it started probably a lot more effective um in fact the reason it was stopped because we owned india and we didn't want people fighting back in the same way that in brazil the reason capoeira exists is because the the portuguese didn't want them Let's back. Come back to that point. it's it's the kind of no you're not allowed to fight fuck off no mm -hmm. um so capoeira was stopped because we were scared to a point of um of rebellion so there was at least when it was banned some legitimate fear for it but i don't know if either of you have come across it or your thoughts on it at all i've never heard of it so that's i know there are probably a few i haven't heard of but it's there aren't many as or at least there aren't many that i know of that i haven't heard of and i definitely haven't heard of it so okay. i'm gonna I'm going to abstain from this one just because I don't want to be a totally uninformed idiot and try and make it <laughs> something I've never even seen. Because that wouldn't be fair. Fair enough. Uh, Tom, I'm guessing you've probably seen this in some form from someone doing this in a film or something. From uh, No, I I have heard of it before because like, we've mentioned it before previously on other stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, I've seen various videos of it. Like I've actually seen like, videos of people demonstrating it and Again, same as, as you said, an awful lot of the stuff that I've seen of it, very choreographed, very pretty looking, very... Oh, yeah, very pretty. Very stylized. And it looks, again, it looks, as you said, the capoeira and stuff, it's very much a sort of thing of like, originally, I'm sure it probably was, and again, the whole, it being your it and various other things like yoga, contributing to Chinese martial arts and Asian martial arts in general, in background for that. Obviously, I'm sure that there was some merit to it back in the day. But as for now, same with my issues with this would be the same with Bartitsu. Find someone to teach you it. <laughs> yeah, because again, there's a lot of... There's a lot of I mean, in England, I, I actually think there is one place, 
I think I've looked into it before because it's very pretty because my, my style of martial arts, especially nowadays, is a bit more rough and ready because I've moved into self-defense more. And I would like to be able to do the pretty stuff. So I have looked at Kelly Paratu, um, and I think there's one practitioner, one practitioner who at least has a, has a background in it that you're going to go, oh, okay, you actually do teach it. But yes, it is very, very pretty. And again, as a martial art, it's, it's um, this one, I think, reminds me more of traditional wushu or capoeira than baititsu, purely because it seems to be more of a, almost more of a dance. Uh <laughs> you know a, a dangerous dance uh, as i as i think it, it is there um in terms of its usefulness you know if, if we go back in time probably quite high now it, it's an f because it's just not it's it's spinning slaps and and hitting each other with swords which at, at points they're effectively laughing um so i think it's effectiveness in terms of Self-defense is an F for me. It's very pretty and it's a very fun martial art and, I'm, and the conditioning for it and, you know, the, the toughness of people doing this, you know, again, you have to get to a certain standard to even be given a fucking sword. It also has a whip sword. That was it? It's a chain, chain whip sword, crazy. Thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> a, a whip, literally, it's a, a very thin, long bit of metal as a sword, but it's a whip as well. It is... I've seen whip swords. They are great. They honestly. come from Kliparatu. That's the, that's the origin yeah. of them. Oh, nice. So that's, they took it to, to China and everywhere else. So the reason that everyone else has them is because Kliparatu had them. Um, so, you know, these are people that are not afraid of getting hurt. You know, tough guys, good conditioning. But in terms of self-defense, for me, it's an F. What about you, Tom? Um, yeah, I mean, I... I'm going to rate it as a low D or an F as well, because again, my issues are one, finding someone who can actually teach you the effective side of it. Um, B, good luck finding someone to teach you it in general at all. <laughs> yeah. And again, like the fact that it, it's been lost to time and has become more of a, more of a cultural dance sport kind of side. It, yeah. It, it's no longer taught as a useful, effective martial art from what I've seen. I mean, I think I've, I think they was it mind body not mind body kickass moves the second series um, with uh, Chris Crudelli. Um, I mean, Chris Crudelli has some issues in his past. yeah he's got some issues. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh... yeah, I'm not going to get into that, but uh, yeah, like I mean, he's it's a TV show where he was going around like looking at my yes. it came up in either the first or second series of that, and even that like all the stuff I saw on there I was like okay cool you can see that this is obviously where like. For the Shaolin Chin nut, it's like, and like jujitsu stuff, it's like, yeah, this is clearly one of the origins of like, oh yeah, they've realized that the wrist doesn't go this way, so cool, crank that on. And <laughs> But again, like, actual, from what he, even he was looking at it, from what he said, he was like, he just saw what looked like watered down Aikido from what he was seeing while he was in India watching someone doing it. And that's coming from him um, yeah. and from what I saw. So yeah, from what I, little I have actually seen of it, I've never met anyone who does it. Never trained with anyone who does it, so I can't. It'd be great for great for you to learn, I'm sure, Tom. Because oh yeah, I mean, I, I've seen I've seen this, the stuff I've seen with the swords. Yeah, it's called a shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen I've seen yeah. a guy who did did a demo of it, and he did like one of, one of the forms. It looked awesome. And then there's a video of the same guy doing it while standing on a bloody balance board on a tin or something stupid. And it's like, <laughs> like the level of like athleticism. It looks it's like, again like you know like Bushu. Athleticism and the yeah, that's the thing. It's, 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 it's for that it looks great. Yeah, but 
use and application, it, it's going to be a deal, low D to an F for me. It just... So pop it there. Now the next one coming up. This is where I don't think he's stupid enough to fight for this, um, but <laughs> Aikido. <laughs> so I don't, have you trained in Aikido, Andy? Uh, no, I've trained in Kendo, uh, okay. which obviously a, a similar basis. But I've never, I've not actually done Aikido. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I've trained, trained under, i three different people. One of them being Tom, um, and Tom is an Aikido instructor. So should we hear from Tom first? What I'm not, I'm not going to turn around and say, oh, Aikido is great as a self defence, <laughs> because as with all martial arts, it has its issues, and the majority of places you're going to learn Aikido, they're going to teach you absolute bollocks i'm afraid to say it there are too many people who get too into the philosophical are oh, the nice gentle flowing and the chi like and that side of it for it to actually be taught effectively um again if you want to learn effective aikido go and train in legit jiu-jitsu or daitori club you'll get much more out of it and the downside again yeah just training other things like if you want to learn if you want to learn anything that that aikido teaches you'll find it in judo jiu-jitsu uh you'll find it in various styles kung fu boxing it, like it, aikido does a few things well but they are very few things and it takes far too long for self-defense to get to a point where you're going to practically pull it off like we're talking the equivalent of like 10 years like getting your black belt in aikido you can get it in three to five years will that make you effective in self-defense fuck no <laughs> Well, I mean, I was going to make a point in a minute. I will let I will let Andy Andy go first, though. What were, what were you going to say? Sorry, Andy. I was going to say um, one. Let's hope Stephen Seagull isn't watching this. Um, <laughs> I don't give a shit funny. if he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the British stand. Um, the thing that, Two, the thing that um, annoys me about that. Sorry, the thing that really annoys me about that is that Stephen Seagull, to a level, probably only third, Dan, but he can actually do it. Yeah. do it I mean, again he trained with like some of the original people so he learned yeah, he the can not watered it. down bullshit that but some people have learned it's, yeah, yeah. It's, unfortunately he's just he's an yeah. arrogant prick but. Thinking, that, <laughs> thinking that he can get choked by Gene LaBelle and just get out of it by him and the balls is a fucking stupid move anyway sorry Andy go on <laughs> no, second, second point I was going to say is that like of the of the like major I say major they're probably not actually that major but of the like um, like notable YouTubers I've seen in the martial arts community, the ones who have started like there's I I think his one is called My Martial Arts Journey or something. Rockus, yeah. And yeah, he was saying I knew, how he started, I knew you're going to bring him up. <laughs> yeah, how he started in Aikido and then basically questionable Aikido as well. It, but yeah, I've seen yeah, the video it, of his first or second Dan. It looked like interpretive dance, and that's an insult yeah, to interpretive they, dance. <laughs> He basically said that he went in to try and go into a fight and got absolutely thrashed. Yeah. And, like, that's exactly it. Like, yeah. took what he'd been doing and was just like, all right, I'm going to use... Oh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I yeah. mean, this is... But, again, this, the, issues, the issues with it is, like, not enough styles of clubs have any form of resistance training. They don't do any form of sparring. They have no competitive side to them. Again, I do the sporting side of Aikido. So we do feature competition training. We have resistance in varying degrees as you go through it. We have a syllabus that includes all the traditional shit, but then also goes, cool, here's like an awful lot of stuff. Because again, the guy who created it was 
Jigoro um, Kano's student, Tamiki Kenji Tamiki, direct student of Reshima and the guy who made judo. Half of the judo syllabus was invented by fucking Tamiki. <laughs> so the first things we teach are a couple of judo techniques and how to hit someone. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, so this is where my point comes in. If on a mat, me and Tom are against each other, and Tom is a um, black belted instructor in Aikido, and I was, I was only allowed to use my, my, my limited Aikido and maybe a smattering of other things, Tom will beat me. If it's on the street, Tom no, has no fucking chance yeah. whatsoever <laughs> if he's only using Aikido. And mm. that's that's the problem. That's the issue. If if you've got someone only using Aikido, and literally Tom, as a as a, a fight performer, and is a you know he's a he's a, a, a um, black Former belt, Dorman. and 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 has you know and instructs this, and straight up knows full well <laughs> that in reality, I'm, un, I'm under no illusions. And that that's the problem. And and let's I'll, I'll make that I'll make it clearer. I'm not talking about me as a self-defense and martial artist, I'm talking about me with my size and power. Tom does not stand a chance. Yeah. Just, and the dip, just for the, the difference in size between us is one inch in height and about an inch or two in width. That's the difference between us. Yeah. It's not a massive distance. It, yeah. But just using purely Aikido, I wouldn't stand a chance. Yeah. That's, That's where the problem. I have not done just so Aikido. The, so the, order, <laughs> the, order, the order goes me, goes me, Tom, uh, Adam, in terms of like size and just like a little pyramid. And yeah, I, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm six six one, uh, uh, forty three, forty four inch chest. You know, not not exactly a small guy myself. Okay, <laughs> I, I, you're, I you're, you're an inch and a, you're an inch and a half taller than me, and probably about four or five inches on the chest on me. And, and I'm obviously I'm six two, and. Yeah. You can see how broad I am on on the screen, um, but yeah, that and that's the thing is that if someone who has nothing but is just big and is going to come at you and you can't do anything about it, and you are at a black belt level, which I will point out again because I've said it many times in these podcasts, but black belt doesn't fucking mean. I mean, Japsha. But if we're going on that, and someone that literally instructs other people is saying that, then for me it's an F, and I think we we we've got to have. It a takes far too long to get any usable <laughs> level of use out of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that as, as someone who worked or has used it successfully to defend himself. We've you, just used other it. things as well. <laughs> no, no, I have used purely just Aikido before to defend myself and just, just pure Aikido techniques to defend myself. Mm. As is my instructor, who's um, ex, um, ex forces, retired, was retired now back teaching police officers, uh, homicide detective. So he, the people he was nicking were, you know, murder suspects who didn't want to be arrested. Uh, who also worked as a riot cop for years, you know. So my instructor has application background of it. And even he's kind of, his background was, you know, he came across it in the Yoshinkan style of Aikido, yeah. which is the military style of Aikido. But even then, it's like, it takes far too long for self-defense, purely self-defense. It takes far too long to get to a reasonably good level to successfully pull anything off. I think the only person on this earth that thinks Aikido is going to work every time against everyone is Stephen Seagal. Stephen Seagal. <laughs> and you know what's funniest about that is Stephen Seagal has a, has a legitimate background in karate and judo as well. <laughs> so it makes He's... no sense. Um, it's, you know, it, it's just ridiculous. Um, are we all in agreement this is Neff, I'm guessing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, now for another one that's going to annoy people. <laughs> 
MMA. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts, gentlemen. Funny, funny thing. <laughs> funny thing. I actually had a. Um, I actually had a uh, week-long interview for as a for a uh, MMA instructor using obviously like my judo background at the time. Um, it was interesting, but the problem was the first couple of days of it was spent walking around, knocking on doors, trying to get people to join it. Like there is so much like um, so much kind of like almost aggressive marketing to it. And half the guys you're going to get to join MMA are probably people who'd be better off in therapy. <laughs> I could not avoid that better myself. Sorry, you don't, you don't, I'm just gonna just gonna bring this up right now. Would you like to tell everyone, Andy, what your what the masters is that you're currently about to start? I'm about to go into the masters in um, foundations in clinical psychology. So. <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> it's just just the perfect mix there. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, like you say, there's. There's a lot of, I think it's taken, I think in the early 2000s, it's taken over from where karate used to be um, mm. in the kind of, I'm an angry young white guy. What can I do? Let's go and do MMA. I mean, whenever you see the... Um, move, move from Cobra Kai to MMA. Cobra Kai to MMA, yeah. Yeah, basically. If you look at, if you look at so, I mean, if you go around the UK and the, the uh, Eastern Europe and America and look for all the, the white nationalist groups, they're all doing a form of MMA. Because it's mm. an angry, it's an angry meatheads fucking entitled white guy martial art. Um, I mean, basics. The basic involvement of it, like the judo, the um, like boxing, and um, Muay Thai. Yeah, no, there's something else. Muay Thai is the Muay Thai as usual. Muay Thai, BJJ. Yeah, yeah, like judo, Muay Thai, boxing. Like they're a good combination. But the problem is MMA is literally a mixed martial art, and if you take it in take it in isolation, it really depends on which area they kind of taught it to. Like, if your classic kind of MMA fight is get them on the ground, hit them in the face repeatedly, that might work. But if you're com- if you're trying to like just what leg sweep a guy who's like this on you then you're just going to be hacking away at his legs and he's just going to go just smash down onto you. Yeah, I mean, it's... My biggest issue with MMA is... I mean, there is now there is now a, a movement to try and make MMA its own martial art as a martial art. And there are, there are some success in places. But it's... MMA gyms are usually kickboxing gyms with someone that can wrestle. Um... <laughs> And that's the problem. And they are, like all of these, the people at the top, the UFC fighters, they're going to kick your ass. It's going to happen every day of the week. But Chad, with another Chad, down the street, who's just started MMA for six months, now thinks he can kick your ass. Um, but um, I'm bigger than you. Fuck off. Um, you know, and that's that's the thing is that they contract and. So many people, and this is less nowadays, I grant you, but I remember when this became so become popular in the early 2000s, is people would go to like, I've been to four classes of karate, four classes of judo, four classes of BJJ, four classes of Muay Thai, I'm an MMA fighter now, and you're like, oh, fucking... <laughs> no, you're not. Just because you've smashed together the 
basics of the basics of the basics of the basics of the basics of how to fall over doesn't mean you can fight everyone a bar, you dickhead. And the other thing as well is if you look at UFC, um, even in UFC, the people who rise to the top are people who are incredibly proficient in one martial art. They're not mixed martial artists. Nate Diaz, um, Habib Nurmagomedov, uh, Ronda Rousey. These were not people that were proficient, although they do have backgrounds in other martial arts. But I was going to say, Ronda's got, Ronda's got at least three backgrounds, I think, and judo was one of them. Yeah, but if you look at every single one of her fights, except for the two that she lost, it's all judo. Every mm. single one was judo. The second she tried to fight as an MMA fighter, she got her ass kicked twice. When mm. she used just judo, she and won every time. Did, Didn't she retire after that? Yeah. Yep, retired again, actress. Whoever was training her is a fucking idiot. I remember it was, pretty, it was a pretty rough fall. Yeah, it, because it was it was just, and that's my issue is when people go in and just going to go, I can do this one thing, that's it. You've got Baz Rutan, for instance, catch wrestler, who in a in a field that basically said catch wrestling's nothing, it's not going to be doing anything, you can't do anything with it, and he's a big ass fucking doorman from the Netherlands goes. Let me give it a try. He kicked everyone's ass with effectively, with, with basically catch wrestling and then I'm a doorman so I know how to punch you. It wasn't necessarily that he was massively proficient in everything. It was that he was incredibly good in catch wrestling and had a bit of everything else. And I think that's the thing for me from MMA is that it doesn't, it doesn't have a form for me that says yeah. we're the best because it's, it's someone that's very good at one thing that occasionally hits you. Like Nate Diaz is BJJ, great. He's going to, if he takes you to ground, you're fucked. Nemegamidov, if he takes you to ground, you're fucked. Mm. But Nemegamidov doesn't give us anything but wrestling. He's, he theoretically has background and proficiency in sambo and judo, but his wrestling did everything. You know, that's what he needed. The same as. Interestingly enough, I remember one of my favorite um, like studies about um, mixed martial art in UFC mm. is that since the introduction of padded gloves back in what twenty foot ten something like that, mm. probably a bit earlier to be honest, um, the number of um, former athletes with persistent and like long term brain injuries due to repeated like hits to the head, repeated concussion lots of like bleeding on the brain it's all because as soon as they put the gloves on they were like best every every finish in like the major ufc fights the last five ten years has been you're on the floor i'm hitting you until the ref pulls me off yeah like, there's no like it works yes but there's no finesse to it it's literally down punch Ding, ding, ding. Even in the old days, you had that. I mean, you have Ian the Machine Freeman, who was a British doorman who learnt to ground and pound, probably one of the people that brought it to the UFC almost, uh, was the first hmm. person to ever beat Frank Muir, who actually went on to beat... Um, the fuck is his name from WWE? Um, that machine steroid-using twat. fuck is his name? Oh, uh... The guy who just in no way is, it was ever going to be legitimately that size from, from anything but heavy amounts of steroids. Um, but him, um, uh, yeah, I mean, he was the first person to beat him with the ground and pound. So, I mean, that Brock had Lesnar? its place before. Huh? Brock Lesnar? That's it, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. 
like it had its right. had its place, the grand and pound. But yeah, you're quite right. It's the, it's a, it's the difference. It's like I said with um, with boxing. It's the difference between um, bare knuckle and um, and normal ring box boxers because um, the bare knuckles aren't used to hitting you in the face because mm. most of them aren't prepared to break their own hand. They're going to take your body. They're going to give you liver shots. They're going to do that. But everything else, they're going to leave something else. And once you get, oh, I'm protecting my hands. Cool. Bang. We're going to go for the face. Like you mm. say, it's, it's, it's far more different. But far more different? Jesus, that was awful English. Um, but, yeah, we've, you know, you've, got, you've got the people like Nurmagomedov, Paddy Pimlet now, who if you take you to ground, you're done. But as an MMA as, as a self-defense doesn't seem to work. What, about, what, are, you, what are your thoughts, Tom? Uh, yeah, again, I have my issues with MMA for self-defense. Um, again, the whole taking people to the ground. Yeah, that's great. In a nice area with clean mats and padded floor. and yeah. well, concrete, shit. Um, concrete, yeah, <laughs> most people who do martial arts don't study learning how to fall proficiently enough to do it on concrete without fucking themselves up to start with or getting whiplash-related injuries. Um, secondly... Every single time I've seen someone go to the floor in, outside, or around a bloody pub or club, there has been broken glass, there's been tables, there's been chairs in the way, and the person is unconscious before they've hit the floor because they've been hit by something else or they've landed on something and they're bleeding out. It's not a great idea. And even then, the last thing you want to do is, even if there is a nice clean floor and you don't know yourself, the last thing you want to do is try and take someone to the floor and end up landing and rolling on dog shit. It's not a great start. But yeah, I have issues with like the whole going to the floor and ground a pound for that. Again, as I said before, if someone comes in and tries to take shoot shoot for your legs and try and take you down, cool. If I'm in a pub or outside in a bar or something, I'm going to pick something up and try and drop it on you. Like, you know, coming, as I said before, yeah, someone tries to tackle me, I'm going to throw a fucking table at them. It's... <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if yeah. you're in a bar, I've got a bottle. Uh, I've, got a bo- I've got a bottle. I've got a chair. I've got a table. I'm stood in a door. There's a column behind me. Have that. It's <laughs> going yeah. back to previous previous use, but um, yeah. It, so it's, yeah, it's. I think as a sport, it's great. As a sport and a combat yeah. sport and something to watch is great. Self defense again, it doesn't have. A, there's no codified. This is MMA because. Whoever's teaching you it is going to teach you what they've been doing and they're good at and a few other bits. And this is the thing. if Because yeah. people, are, I'm sure there's going to be people that go, oh, yeah, but you're just, you're just hating on it. It's clearly the people fighting. And it's like, yes, some of the best fighters are in the UFC and they do MMA. But they are the best people fighters. in the world are in the UFC. <laughs> now, that's the thing. It's just like, you go, it's like combat sport, combat fighting is there to, to test people. Absolutely and is useful as doing it. And those people are proficient and very good fighters, and we can't take that away from them. They're also very good athletes. Yeah. However, we're not talking about them, because they all come from different martial arts backgrounds. And even if we say that they're a mix, they're all different mixes. Yeah, they generally have Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Judo, or some form of that. But some of them have completely different backgrounds and different mixes, and they have more of a mix of this and that. So they're not actually all doing the same thing. So... MMA, in terms of it being combat sport, combat fighting and combat sport, that's different. If we're looking at it as being MMA, that's the issue. Now, for me, I have slight problem in putting this down because the idea, the idea of MMA, the idea of mixing martial arts for self-defense it's great. is the best fucking yeah. one. Yeah. But MMA, in terms of what we know now as being sport MMA... 
it falls down because it's down much more down to the fighter than it is what what yeah. MMA is. Because someone that's done let's put it this way, someone's done Tai Chi, um Wing Chun, uh um Pick another obscure one. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that's just fucked. Um and I don't know. There's there's a form of, of um there's a form of martial art yoga that exists in in America. If they've done those three things, technically that's MMA. Yep. <laughs> that's the point we're making is MMA doesn't mean Habib Namigamedov. It doesn't mean Paddy Pimlet. It doesn't mean these people. They are fighters that have mixed martial arts. They're not mm. MMA. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, but for me, my, my favourite T-shirt sums up perfectly: mixed martial arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, it's it has to be a B because the idea of MMA is up there because it's what is needed, but it's too open to, to bullshit. So in terms of what actual MMA is, we don't really know. We don't really know what MMA is. If somebody can, can show us a good syllabus of MMA that uses a good, you know, has a good base with Muay Thai, with some BJJ, with some boxing, with some, uh, some other stuff, and you've got that as a mix and that's your syllabus, great, that's probably S. But from what it is for me, it's got, I think I've got to be B because it's going to kind of be they're putting each other in, in different ways, the different parts of it. Um, what do you think, Tom? Yeah, uh, low B, high C for me. Because again, the idea on paper, perfect. I mean, that was like Bruce Lee's whole goal was like training. In, in, take the useful shit from something and get rid of the rest of it. Yes. Great. Awesome. What do we know from Jeet Kune Do? It is a way of thinking, not yeah. really martial arts. And I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think their syllabus contains like a handful of punches and kicks and the rest is just conditioning training fitness and yeah it's like there's not a massive lot i mean i know some actually know someone who does do kendo as a, as a martial artist like hmm. technical te- like the amount of time they spend on technique bugger all it's like it's more of a you know it's mostly about you know the thinking side of it and you know, the science and the methodology rather than you know yeah the actual right this is if someone grabs your wrist do this if someone tries to punch you in the face do this it's more of a you no know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's basically yeah. Taoism in martial art. That's what Kendo yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> a bowl is most useful when it is empty, is effectively rounds up most of what Bruce Lee says. Yeah. Um, that mm. is just pissed off some people that I know and some instructors that I know, but that, let's be honest, that is literally... You can round up Jeet Kune Do in that one Taoist sentence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the idea, great. I love the idea of it, but the practical side of it and the amount of... Like the amount of places that teach mma and like you i mean i've walked into an mma club fairly locally here and as i've said before i was like i walked in it and i hit the ego wall on the way in kind of when he went oh no don't like just walked in for hit the wall of ego and was like yeah i'm not going to enjoy this session and didn't and because it was not a great environment to train in it was too much ego too much people too into the themselves yeah, I mean, I never, I never class myself as doing MMA, even though theoretically, because I've trained in different martial arts, I am. But it, 
No, no. I don't. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even dream of calling myself. I don't do MMA artist. self-defense. I do self-defense. <laughs> martial artist does self-defense. That's it, you know. I'm a martial artist. I don't, I've done a mixture of martial arts, but I'm yeah. a martial artist. I'm a mixed martial it's got artist. That, it's got that thing about it. What, what do you say, Andy? What do we reckon? Um... I mean, I'm just going to I'm just going to quote I'll paraphrase Bruce Lee again. I fear not the man who has practiced an hour of a thousand martial arts. I fear the man who has practiced one martial art for a thousand hours. Yeah, it, I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to say C at best for MMA, not not because the application or not because the like idea isn't great, but because in Canterbury alone, there's what, like three, four MMA places. And what they're mean? probably filled. They're probably filled with the same kind of idiots. And like, if you can't pick the like, can't pick the like, um, what's the word? Yeah, you can't pick up the uh, like stone in the pile of shit. Then really, what are you going to use it for? Yeah, I mean, there. And of those three, there's one good one. Um, let's see if anyone in Canterbury knows which one it is. Um, now we have. I'm saying B. Tom's saying B, C, and you're saying C. Yeah, that, that fucks us. Um, <laughs> Aha, we disagreed. I'm saying awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because dead in the middle. So I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it in B, but behind behind the um, behind McMap, which is in itself an MMA. Because I mean, if we look at it in reality, um, Krav Maga technically is an MMA. Bartitsu is technically an MMA. Um, kickboxing, McMap, but all kind of class, and they are codified I mean, systems even, of even MMA. Even Aikido, in, yeah. if you look at Aikido itself, it's a mixture of four different bloody precursor things as well. It's, they no are one... codified systems, <laughs> and that's the, that's, the, that's the issue we have. Yeah. So, next one coming up. <laughs> I mean, this isn't a tier list of like which MMA is best. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> again, this is for self defense. If, yeah. if we're talking in the ring, then Muay Thai and MMA are at the top. If we're talking about going up against those guys at their best, they're the fuckers that win. We know that. But we're not talking about that. Mm. Now, the next one is where I think everything takes a step back. And, um, yeah, this is, this is the one I was talking about being fucking crazy. Left way. <laughs> so, left way, in its simplest term, is Muay Thai with headbutts. You will not find a sane person that does this fucking martial arts. Um, they don't exist. Like, well, okay, that's a little harsh, but like, left way is is. You know, Sam, what hurt you? Like fucking hell. Because <laughs> they spar. They fucking spar. Like this is not something where they go, oh yeah, no, we're we're gonna do all this crazy shit, but no, we won't practice it. No, they fucking will. Um, like this is, it's, it's, it's what happens when someone that does Muay Thai is bored and just nuts the guy. I mean, it's fucking mental. It's, it's the, um, Burmese variant of the Glaswegian martial arts of Fruit <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is, I mean, actually. Is it Burma? Burma? Yeah, it's Burma. Is it Burma? It? Or is it, I thought it was Cam- Cambodian, isn't it? Cambodia, um, it's one of them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go into my, uh, my little office of my phone here. Uh, <laughs> I've, got, I've got, I've got Burma in my head for some reason. I don't know why. So I, I thought Burma did um, my brand, but anyway. Um, Andy, do you want to? Uh, well, no, Tom, because you've done some of it. Do you want to take us away with it whilst I'll check its origin? Um, yeah, I. <laughs> you summed it up perfectly. It's just the yeah, someone who, who's done my brand has gone. Yeah. Ah, oh, I did remember correctly. Sweet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I get it's it's just the yeah, it's the I don't give a shit. Uh, fuck this. I'm just gonna do as much as I can to kill you and hurt you. <laughs> Basically, boils down to it. it so for self defense, um, yeah, sure. It <laughs> great as long as you are slightly unhinged and don't mind trying to do stuff that is probably going to backfire and hurt you. If you train <laughs> it, then you are that person who's unhinged. I think that's the precursor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You mean if you've trained in it, you are someone that's going to use it. I think that's we've got to. Assume. Yeah. It's if you're sh- if you're mad enough to go into it, then yeah, you're going to fucking use it. It's just. <laughs> it's um. Yeah, I I don't even know where to begin. It's just... <laughs> I mean, so this is why I'm like, everything should be moved down, is for me, it is on this list, it's the one you're just going to go, fuck that, I'm not fighting him. However, yeah. the person that got me into instructing self-defense when I was just a martial artist that trained a lot and, you know, I had the background but it, but from it and I'd done the stuff, but I hadn't done instructing was a guy that was trained in Burmese boxing. Um, uh, as it's now, I've checked the name, that's Burmese boxing. But it was a left-way guy um, that wanted to learn different forms. And I'm like, why? <laughs> um, but they didn't know how to, how, to, how to be on the ground. They didn't know, you know, in some of the clinches, if someone was bigger. There was, there was, some, there was some chinks in the armour. So it's hard to put it as S, even though I think it is the one that's nearest on this list. Um, but yeah, it, that there was there is some issues with it because it's the thing that literally got me into instructing was someone who's done this going, yeah, but can you show us some other stuff? Um, mm-hmm. So it clearly wasn't perfect, but then again, no, it's very much down <laughs> to the person rather than anything else. Um, but. Uh, yeah, but however, again, if you if I, if you're saying to me, you I'm going to fight someone my size that's done any of the martial arts on here or any of them yet to come, and you're saying which one do I not want to fight? It's a fucking leftway fighter. Yeah, a leftway fighter my size. Fuck that. Because <laughs> leftway fighters are not big people for a start. If someone's actually proficient at that and they might, I'm fucking run. I will just run. Like no. <laughs> Or I'm going to get a bat. Like, fuck you. Like, that's, for, for me, in terms of, yeah, like you said, it is, it's, a, it's a Muay Thai fighter who's prepared to, who's, who's been in Glasgow for too long. Like, it's, it's like, fuck you. You know, because MMA, because sorry, MMA, so Muay Thai fighters, when they're getting close and get into that, they, they'll rely on knees and they'll try and move their way out of it. Left way fighters will just fucking nut you. They will just, they'll keep hitting you. Yeah. So Muay Thai is known as the martial art of eight limbs, but they don't use their heads. And that's how many how many fights can be stopped? How many fights in England in bars have probably some of us seen? It's ended because one guy's just gone fuck off and nutted him. I'm saying nothing about the fact I have ended the fight. <laughs> but, um... that's, that's it. They will just they'll just be like, yeah, fucking fine, go for it. Like the fact they'll spot. I mean, then. They'll happily do this in fights. Like, they know it's coming. <laughs> Anyone that's prepared to step into a ring and get nutted... Seek professional help, please. Fucking, like, <laughs> not fucking stop this bit, you know? Yeah. Um, Especially, yeah. Yeah, uh, anyway, sorry, go on, Andy. What, what are your thoughts? 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in agreement about the A tier of this because I've seen bits and pieces of it, and it is like you're literally fighting a animal in a skin suit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you run away, there's no guarantees this guy ain't going to be on all fours chasing. <laughs> Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, it is that kind of... I mean, we could say, oh, it's down to the person, but the thing is that there's... Unlike, say, McMath, where we said very much it's down to the person, they have a, a standard, um, like, you get to this level. Muay Thai and leftway fighters have hundreds of fights in their career. It's the big difference between them and most martial artists. Most martial artists have had... In a tournament, 20, 30, 40, maybe some of them have had more. Lethway and Muay Thai fighters, that's, that's when they're seven. Like, <laughs> and legitimately when they're like seven. By like 13, they could be retired because they've kicked the shit out of everyone. Like, <sighs> that is the one where if you're learning that and you're, you're using that the way it's meant to be, it's it's just fucking crazy. You know, they're, they're going to hit you with everything. There's no, you know, you can't just grab, you can't bear hug them and hope they're going to stop because they'll just nut you. They, they don't care. And that's the thing. That, but that's, that's what the martial art teaches you as well. It's not just like there's crazy people that they've learned to, learned to kick. These are stuff from the martial art. So it's, that, yeah, for, for me, it's the nearest you could get and I'm trying to think through other martial arts and I'm, I'm still having a, fight, a hard time because there will be a part two of this because I know I've left stuff out because anyone that's out there for Jin Jiu-Jitsu is not on this list. It will be on a future list. Um, but, like, the fuck do you do against it? Apart from, ta- apart from take them to ground. That's it. If you can take them to ground, you have the advantage immediately. Like, if now, are, even then, I'm not sure I want to get close enough to try. <laughs> that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah. Take them to I ground mean, where you have them. If you get them to ground, can you hold all their limbs and their head at the same time? Well, I mean, it's it's, it's you're straight into a VNA. You, leave, you like leave one of their five. One of their five. Give me a well, net. Well. Fine. Do it. I'll do it. Like fucking like um, uh, gladiators. Like, yeah. Give me a shield and a net. I will happily take on a leftway fighter. I mean, anything else? Fuck no. Or a sword. But yeah. Of all of these, there are there are two martial arts on here. Um, again, that we've been through so far that were legitimately created, like, and I say legitimately created, to be able to harm someone. And they are Muay Thai and Lefway. The rest of them have other reasons and other things behind them, and they are good in other ways now. Um, okay, McMap is well, technically, but that's, off, that's, a, that's a last resort, McMap is a last resort. Mm-hmm. Lefway and Muay Thai aren't last resorts, Sarah. We'll fuck you up now. Um, the other ones, yes, they're good for sport. They're good for... Um, cardio, they're good for this and that. Lethway is made to hurt you. That's that's it. I don't give a fuck if you're going to be able to run off. I'm going to hurt you now. That's what it's made for. Again, for me, we can't move everything down, but I want to move everything down because I think it's better than everything, but I can't make it an S tier because of the things I've already stated. Um, 
so yeah, I think that, I I really want to add an E in. Well, because we go from D to F because that's how most of the tier lists go. I really want to add an E so I can move everything down and then put an A. But there we go. Um, what are your thoughts, both of you? Hello. After you. <laughs> go on, Andy. No, I'm sticking with I'm for the for the left way. I'm sticking for the A. Yeah, I, to the left yeah. of 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 Muay Thai, Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so it's... Yeah, in fact, I'm pretty sure the Black Knight from Monty Python probably... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's like, fucking come on, look at... Yeah. Fight your kneecaps. <laughs> I, I do have thoughts of, like, if you did do that to a left-way fighter, they probably would still fucking go for you, yeah. Um, hmm. I think all of these, and again, you know, that there's a type of person that is bred to do left-way and is it is it left way or is it the person granted? But the people that are doing it, uh, I've never met a left way fighter who would be who's, who's gone to left way who would be insufficient in a fight. However, I have met people who have done all of the rest of these who would be Muay Thai. Mm. Uh, yes, but not as much. But the rest of them certainly. I've I've met people that would be like, well, you're fucked. Um, but. For Lethway, no, because there's just there's there's an ethos that's taught with Lethway. The, the ethos is there that says, you know, don't don't stop. And that's the ethos mm-hmm. in, in set into the martial art. That, that is my my one issue with it uh, for self defence. Is it it might be going too far? <laughs> this is the one where I'm thinking, no, it's just gone way too far in my mind. But uh, this is this isn't this isn't self defence. This is just fucking murder. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I get in trouble with people with self-defense. But for me, for self-defense, you have to have that. Because you don't... Oh, yeah. For self-defense, anything could happen, and you've got to yeah. defend yourself against it. Left way is just going to go, yeah, fucking go it. Next one. Yeah. <laughs> go through Next victim, please. Yeah. I'll, I'll put you through the fucking journey yeah. as well. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, it's an A for me. It just... Right, yeah, we put it to the left, so it's the A. is the nearest to S I think we're going to get. Because um, nothing... Nothing was ever going to be S, because... To be an S, you have to be perfect, and nothing can. There is nothing that's perfect. You know, as I said, left mm. way needs other things to be f- a full thing. Um, left, left way needs to be MMA to be full. You see? Um, this is the one where we go the other way. Hapkido. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, would you like to start us off? With um, so, yeah, Hapkido, for me, it's... Um, it's up there with usefulness. Again, I can say this to someone who formerly, before they even got into Aikido, came from a Taekwondo and Taekwondo background. Um, it's up there with martial arts like Taekwondo for me for actual self-defense in that it's don't really preempt. not that great. Don't preempt the martial arts coming up, Tom. <laughs> I'm not. This is just, I, I didn't know if Taekwondo was on the list. I have no idea what was on the list. You've mentioned yeah, um, some of them. But yeah, yeah. so I, for usefulness and self-defense, it... It's another one that it's a lot of flash. It's a lot of like it has a few bits in there that are useful, but it takes far too long to get there and far too long to be proficient in them. And I mean I've seen some of the syllabus for Hapkido and some of it is I mean they've got techniques where you they throw someone with a kick and stuff and it's like, Cool, looks great, would be great for Hollywood. Um I mean I think uh, Eric Jacobus, stunt guy, is a Hapkido practitioner. Um his kicks look awesome. Um, his, you know, the amount of athletics flexibility and stuff he has, great, it's awesome. His background is Hapkido um, and a few other things, but it, yeah, the useful, it's not that, 
in my opinion, from what I've seen and people I've come across, it's not that great self-defense. No, I mean, it's... <sighs> that and the supposed tenuous connection to Dice everywhere, depending on who you ask. It's the, did the guy train with him or was he just like uh, a servant who lived in a house kind of thing? And Hapkido is basically just the same. It's, it's Aikido, but Korean with kicks it it's the, yeah. the, the it's basically, <laughs> I mean, yeah. and the kicks are questionable at that it's so i mean it's literally the the, the it, not kanji because it's korean but like the figures it's the same it's it's the korean pronunciation of aikido yeah <laughs> the same thing, it's the same thing go on Andy. yeah it's um hangul is the um hangul, korean yeah. alphabet. yeah i can I, I, I can never remember which ones are actually but yeah it's yeah, I, my partner comes from South Korea as a TV area, so I know it well. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Hapkido is like you said; it, it's just it's 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 all flash. It's too short. It's throwing yourself around. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's throwing yourself around. It, it doesn't. It's like I remember watching a TV show when it was they were meant to be looking at the deadliest martial arts, and then Hapkido came up. I was like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> what? You've got like how the fuck is Hapkido on this?" <laughs> Like, it, it just it just doesn't. For me, Hapkido, and again, all of these martial arts have their place. Every single one of them. We may even briefly go over it, but every single martial arts of these have their place for different reasons. For me, um, this the place for this is for a family and for exercise. That's Hapkido. It's to have fun with your kids. And you know it may, it may make you a little. It may make you a little bit. It'll, it'll teach you how to fall. It'll teach you how to fall over so you don't hurt yeah. yourself. Fall off a big ladder. Um, and it's something to do with your with your kids and you know your partner. Great. That's the place of hapkido for me. In terms of anything else, like it's it, so it's it it pretends to have um, some proficiency at. Um, uh, uh, throwing, for instance, throw, being able to throw people around. If I put a judo practitioner of limited experience, let's say an orange belt, let's say, you know, been doing it for a little while, but not, you know, up against a black belt and hapkido, my money's on the on the judo guy. <laughs> yeah, <same. laughs> it's just fuck all use. Um, yeah, Andy, I don't know if you have. Do you have any interaction with hapkido? Um. I, I'm sure I've probably come across it before. Um, if you're talking about fight science, then I'm sure I've watched that episode. But <laughs> uh, I, think really... the, I think one of the guys on fight science yeah, has a black belt in Hapkido, doesn't he? I think, actually. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing... Their the like, taekwondo remote. guy also has a black belt in, um, in uh, Hapkido. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's really anything remarkable enough for me to have remembered it. Like, looked. At, I, mean, I used to like look at a lot of martial arts, and in those cases, it's probably ones that are just like, okay, this looks cool and would be great to watch on a TV show, but maybe not, you know. Yeah, it goes up there with Cook Sol uh, Kwan for me. It's that kind of yeah, this is fun. We're never going to we're never going to really do any sparring. We're not anything else. Yeah, it's it's a. It's made for Hollywood. Hapkido is almost, mm. almost definitely made for Hollywood of all the martial arts because you can do some fun-looking kicks, you can do some fun-looking falls, yep. and throw each other. Um, this is this is straight up F tier for me. Um, I, I, it's just yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's got to be. It, it doesn't. It's not <laughs> like if we look at it this way. Above F tier 
is D, which has Bartitsu and Krav in it. And either of them would be Hapkido. Either of them. So, yeah. For me, it's F. I don't know about you, T. Are we in agreement? Um, yeah, I, I'd say it's F. The other side of it, again, because it's, yeah. it's one of the lesser known ones as well. So it goes back to the good luck finding someone to actually try and teach you it to begin with. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but even if they did... And if they did, it wouldn't be anything useful. <laughs> it's, but, mm. but yeah, like, to, to add to the compound list of issues I have with Hapkido for self-defense, um, yeah, it's good luck finding a club. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... You'll, you'll probably find um, Sefak Takra, you know, but he, uh, it's not even martial arts, but he volleyball with your feet. You'll have more, there were more clubs with that. Yeah, than... <laughs> yeah, no, no. So that's, I mean, that's straight in there. So we now have more in F than we do in any other tier. And we have two in A, two in B, two in C, two in D, and three in F now. Um, Next up is, um, and all of us have a vested interest in this one, is judo. So, um, spirit and perspective, I first graded in judo to my yellow belt in 1989. Uh, this is this was my first martial art. This was the start mm. all of it. As a base martial art, I think this is fantastic. Right? This is this is great as a base martial art. Um and I always go back to the same thing with so many people of um it it, it doesn't matter how many how many times or how hard you get hit, nothing hits as hard as the earth. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of my general thought. Yeah. Um I'm gonna come to you, Andy, as literally you 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 know, instructor for kids in judo. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the one thing that judo was my second martial art. Mm. Um, funnily enough, the first person I went out with, um, her ex was a guy who'd literally been doing judo for about as long as he could walk. Right. So I started at maybe three. Um, and he was the one who trained me, uh, which honestly made for a very uh, awkwardly hilarious trip. <laughs> like, like time of training um but also like i've met i've met some brilliant people i've met a um met a guy from the midlands at a activity camp one that like one i still see like some of his achievements every year i think he's like third dan judo at this point Mm. um short little guy but i remember the first time we were in a room together it was me, him, these two other guys, one who was about your height, maybe six one, six two, I'd say. Another guy who was about my height. And we were all just talking about what we'd done. Um and he was like, Oh yeah, I've been training judo for like ten years at this point. So we were like what, fifteen, sixteen. Um and looking at him, it's like just pat him on the head. Um and then he was like Okay, I see what we need to do here. And he took the biggest guy and threw him level across the room. And none of us looked, none of us questioned him after that. Like, uh, that's that's like my craft in him teacher. Who's like that's the book. point. That's the one of my favorite things about judo is that one, it's very good at disarm, like not disarming as in taking weapons away, but disarming as in, oh god, what the fuck am I doing here? It's very much uh, people know how to take a hit. You, kids swing it like kids swing at each other, like you slap and hit them with stuff. No one knows how to take a fall. 
no one knows how to react when your arm is outstretched mm. and thing, your arm is pointing upwards to the sky. Like, that's my favourite thing about judo is that it's a you do if you don't intend to injure or don't intend to strike this person or if you simply think it's a better idea to be like calm the fuck down like if you hit for hit someone if you throw a punch in response to their punch or you throw a block in response to their punch they're going to keep going the aggression will keep going the adrenaline will keep going but you take them down to the floor you put their face into the ground and they're going to be like okay, maybe we went about this the wrong way. It's one of the few things, I think, where you could have a fight with someone. And if you are in control enough of that fight that you can throw them and you can, like, put them out of commission without actually striking them, then at the very least, they might just, like, you know, they might just, like, be like, all right, we're going to stop this. At best, they might buy you a drink. Oh, that, that's that's the way of doing it. You, you buy three. I mean, for me, I've got there's two sides of it for me. So um, the easiest one about like you said about somebody bigger than you, which obviously isn't as as uh, straightforward for me. But I did have someone who I always used to like um, as my as my yuki for my self-defense classes because he was bigger than me. So I was just like, right. Um, he's six, four, about 25, 30 stone uh, rugby player um, at university. Um, and we were we were teaching something and he just he just kept doing it in a very kind of aggressive and bullying way not i don't even think he did it on purpose it was just because of his size he didn't really realize and i just went okay try it with me because that's not how this was going to work and i effectively threw him over my head and he and most of the classes went what the fuck um because it was just like i just threw someone twice my weight and size and over my head and it's just like but what because he was confident, like, oh, well, I'm just going to be able to do this, and it won't be, you know, Adam won't be able to do anything. Um, no, there's a reason I'm the instructor. <laughs> and, just, um, and and it was judo that kind of gave me that. And it was, but the other side of it was, I cushioned his landing and brought his head in. Depending on the proficiency of judo, <laughs> with someone that size. How bad is it going to be for someone else doing that? If anyone mm. doesn't know what I mean, by the way, in judo, you're effectively taught to make sure that they don't hurt themselves in, in your throws, even when you're doing it in tournaments, really. Um, but there may be some people that don't want to uh, necessarily want to take that. And so we'll let them fall. Now, if he had fallen in the way that I threw him, he's broken his neck. So that's when cause I remember you were saying earlier about the, the issue with um, self, self-defense and how we look at it as reasonable force. There's no longer reasonable force. <laughs> like, um, I knew that I was, I had the proficiency to do it. I was happy to do it at that point. But then I've been, like I say, I've been training in martial arts since the 80s. Oh my God, I fell out. Um, but like, <laughs> and thank you very much to Roger Payne and all of those out there that taught me judo. But like, that's the issue I think with it as well is how good is it of, of, stopping the, the the how bad it could get if you get what i mean mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean as, as a base and just being able to throw to the round and i think for me for discipline it's the it's one of the best ones for discipline um mm. 
just it just instilled in it. And actually, it was also where I learned to meditate from was was judo. It was the kind of right. Let's throw each other around. Let's beat each other up for a couple of hours. Now let's chill the fuck out. <laughs> and it's, mm. it's definitely where I learned that side. And I'm now a you know a, 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 I'm now a qualified um, meditation teacher. But it all comes from from that. So it does have a lot of other things to it as well. So yeah, but but again, when we're looking at it in terms of martial arts, a very very good boxer. Judo needs you to have some, needs you to be nearer than the boxer does. That's mm-hmm. the only downside to it. Because much as everyone really wants it to be the case that someone does that and leaves their arm ready for you to throw them, it's, no. <laughs> it's, it's a lot fun. I mean, against, a, against an untrained guy throwing a wild haymaker in the middle of a drunken stupor, even then? Literally, like, just giving you their arm. Yeah, but it'd have like, to be very, like, I, even then, I think it's, I think it's a lot faster. And if it's a big guy, I think it's a lot heavier. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm in two minds about that. And I love, I I'm, love you. Though. I'm not, I'm not saying it would be easy, but I think if you've had, if you've had at least enough, enough time training and enough experience in that kind of area, like, I'm not thinking like, what 10 20 years training i'm saying like maybe a good good few years and you're in a condition to like possibly (laughs) take someone in a bar fight which is really all we're talking about here oh yeah yeah. i mean it's it's general set of events but then a good few years is still is still the caveat i mean what because a good few years in judo is is black belt depending on depending on how much time you're giving to it so tom we haven't heard from you. What do you think? Because your, uh, did your grand teach you? Yeah, my nan was a judo instructor, so I had the, uh, if you get picked wow. in the school, shock them over your shoulder head first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is when I was about age four or five. So yeah, um, again, my background, yeah, that was the first thing I was ever taught was a bit of judo by my nan. Then went to taekwondo and everything else since then. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, as a martial art, it's great. I mean, especially for like, kids, because you don't like judo is less reliant on locks and pins and stuff. It's more just the again the idea is just to get them on the floor and on their back without breaking and killing them. But yeah, again, it's one of those. The caveat is that they, generally speaking, and I'm touching wood at this point because I have trained at a judo club where they basically didn't teach break force to people. Um, which yeah, lesson I fucking one. Yeah, lesson one. I mean, <laughs> I went in. One person in that room knew I'd done a martial art beforehand. That was the head instructor. He wasn't even taking the class. It was four or five other black belts. Didn't show a beginner, me, who turned up how to do a single bloody fall, and then one of them turned around and go, "Oh yeah, you don't want to relax into this." And I was like, "Yeah, I do this for a living on concrete." But <laughs> um, so yeah, um, it, again, it's the whole. So yeah, it has the potential to be the ideal, the ideal of Aikido behind, you know, oh, you can defend yourself without trying, without putting the guy in hospital. However, actual application side of it is more than likely, doesn't matter how good you are at trying to stop from hurting, hurting the person, they're not going to react in a trained way to break fall. You're going to try and stop them from hurting themselves in the way that you're used to doing it, which is against someone who can break fall. So you're going to try and pick someone's head and lift it away from them. Mm. But if they're barreling face first, chin first into the floor, you're more likely going to end up breaking the neck mm. or you're going to end up dropping them on the back of their head. It's more likely. So, yeah, it gives you the opportunity to lessen the likelihood of that happening. But 
it also at the same time has more likelihood that you're actually going to bounce their head off the concrete because they're not going to fall the way that you're expecting them to fall is the, side, is the other side to it. But that's with every fro- martial art involves frozen sweeps and takedowns is that you're, you're, you're training with and you're used to people who you have taught how to fall over. Average Joe Public's not going to learn how to fall over. He's going to try and put his fucking hands down and stop himself from cracking his skull open, which is going to result in him getting caught, twisted, choking himself and cracking his skull open when you try and, st- <laughs> you try and stop it. Yeah. Um, it's, so on the outside, yeah, but for self-defense, yeah, I mean, I, it's, a, it's a great base for learning defense because, again, it teaches you a half-decent distance-wise, but, again, it comes back to the, someone who's competent with kicking and punching. They're going to have the advantage because you need to get in closer to do anything. So, yeah, as a, as a starting point and a great base, yes, judo is on the, definitely high up on my list. I, I think, yeah, I, I think for me, if there's, there's, a, there's a there's one of these letters here that if we put it there, the those together become a very good space. <laughs> so, you know, because for me, it's C because it's the other side of the stuff that's already there. Because we have yeah. kickboxing and boxing in C. Yeah. If you add judo, <laughs> it's a very good three together. Yeah. Cool. You've got a very you've got a very good base. I can punch them. I can, I can punch them better than most kickboxers because it's an actual punching i can kick them we're going to ramp that up a little bit and I, if we go to ground i'm good and i can also throw them if they try and bring me in a clinch it's mm. it's that kind of it's the other side of the stand-up stuff um mm. and yeah i mean I, I had a i had a guy that i used to train whose dad was a former um uh european number one two ranked um judoka um and uh he he loved it coming over because he knew i had a judo background so we'd we'd always <laughs> we'd always muck about in our breaks um hmm. uh because he was he was a, an, an assistant instructor as well so we'd we'd allow ourselves some mucking about um but um yeah i think it's again like like you say i could um dean if you're out there hello was the guy that i threw um the, the big guy that i threw and i i i had the confidence that i could do it and not kill him but does everyone <laughs> like yeah. that's that's the thing it, it's if somebody uh, if, if somebody can pull off the throw well enough you can probably do that from relatively early on you know if you if you're if you're used to, to doing it you know you've got some good throws under your belt you've you know i don't know you, you've started learning the basics if one see an aggie or goshi coach you know you've got your basics down yeah, like, right, okay yeah, i can i can do so i can do some throws here right, and you're yeah. relatively happy with it then then you'd probably try it but would you be able to do anything else with it that's the thing i think for for me it's a c and i yeah because i mean above it is mcmap which has the throws and punches in it so it's kind of built in and mma which we're assuming you know it's it's pulled in two different directions (laughs) but judo and bjj are, are the base of a lot of mma fighters um and then below it is, you know, Krav and, and Bartitsi. Um, so it's it's definitely not F or D. We know that. Um, mm-hmm. But above it, it has this, the other stuff that in C, it all goes together. So for me, it's, for me, it's C. Um, I put it I put it in the middle. I, I put it is it, for me, boxing and judo have to kind of go in the same way. If we're talking in terms of self-defense, because mm-hmm. boxing is great for di- keeping some distance and things like that. Um, 
but that judo doesn't judo needs you to be up close i mean that's the same with me I, i'd rather be up close in that kind of in self-defense because of my background and i have a size advantage um but so that's that's the kind of the, the different sides of it i think in terms of self-defense i think it's in between the two on c that's that's for me anyway um what about you andy what do you think i was definitely going to say like i i depend i suppose depending on the like depending on the opponent and the intention of the self-defense i'd put it i mean definitely in the middle definitely above kickboxing but it's just a question of whether boxing is above or below it like i think i i see your point about having boxing and then judo and then kickboxing that's a fairly good order um i i'd um i'd like arm and arm between yeah. one side or the other of it just because the like you said yes you do have a chance of like you know breaking someone's neck if you throw them and then reasonable force goes out the window with the murder charge <laughs> but it, if you are confident enough to throw and do it in a way that you know they're not going to break something then in a self-defense situation, sometimes all you need is enough time for the person to calm down a bit. So, yeah, I'd say, yeah, like, definitely see just quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, I think if we look at it in terms of, like, six months, six months of boxing, you're proficient enough to do something. Six months of judo, mm-hmm. you can probably throw them, but not necessarily stop yourself. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, I'm, it's a C for me as well. Yeah. Uh, again, I... I have some issues with the way that judo does some of the throws again, especially if you look at more the competition side of people where it's very heavily reliant on grabbing the uniform. Um, you get someone who, I mean, so yeah, if you get used to grabbing hold of clothing to throw a person as a slight disadvantage, if they've got no shirt on or if they are horrendously sweaty, good luck. Um, <laughs> so just for, for context, um, I threw Dean by his head. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got something you can grab hold of in front of me, great. Um, otherwise, just get used to grabbing them as well. I mean, it's more of a thing, but that's, again, that's, more, that's just people who do just competitive side of it. But as a yeah. general all over, yeah, I, it's, it's a good, very good start. So I, I, mean, I mean, the obvious one is um, the Gene LaBelle fight, which is te- technically the first ever UFC or well, the first yeah. ever MMA fight yeah. where Gene LaBelle, um, very famous judoka, went up against a boxer. However, they made the boxer wear a gi. Um, <laughs> so we could grab hold of him and chuck him. <laughs> right. Um, we've, not, we've not got many left. Um, so next up, very, very standard one, karate. And I'm not even going to tell you which one. I'm just going to say karate. <laughs> you knew exactly what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> style. <laughs> So we're not going to say Shotokan or, um, you know, um, Kokushin or that one. Just Shin Kikushin United. Just, just <laughs> You know what? I'm I, In the next time we do this, I might include shin kicking just for the fuck of it. Oh, Cotswold Shin. Anyone out there? Yes, Cotswold <laughs> shin kicking is technically, I think it actually does. I think it does technically class as a, as a martial art. Um, so, yeah, karate in, in its general form. Um, if you listen to Jenny, uh, Jesse Eis- Eisenberg, you will know. Eisenberg, yeah. Ein Kamp. Obviously, Ein Kamp, that's it. You will obviously know that um, um, that karate is technically also um, a, an amalgam, as most of these are. But uh, the reason we're talking in terms of which one is it, because they all have slightly different 
forms and they all go back to the people that came up with it. But there's a long fucking history of the reasons around this for karate. But they're all, I mean, in their base, they were all completely different martial arts, theoretically, weren't they? And they all came from China mm. rather than Japan, um, which people don't like. Um, mm. But what do we think? Chinese boxing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, it was China, was it open, Chinese open hand or something? I think the original translation. So, yeah. I think for me, the baseline for a martial art, and this is why I say this, is the old kind of one for Chad, it's karate. Karate, because you can kick them and you can punch them. It's the, mm. not, it's, the, it's the less sporty version of kickboxing. Yeah. For me. Yeah, I mean, karate was my first martial art, like, ever. Uh, I started because I went from, went to Diddy in year four, because that's how the grade system worked there. Went to Australia, because my for English foreign language, so we're in a couple of countries. Mm. Went to Australia, did year four again. Uh, didn't have enough time to go into year five because we left halfway through, like what March or something like mid second semester or whatever they would have put it as the time. Came back to England, had to take the rest of the time off, and then by got into school again. It because my birthday is the very middle of very end of August. It would be the oldest in year seven or the youngest in year eight. So I got put as the youngest in year eight. Ended up top of the school in science. Let's be honest, there wasn't much competition. Um, <laughs> but the point was, like, I was the youngest Australian or weird kid from Australia. And I needed something. So I went for karate first. Mm. And I did that for seven years. Um, until, you know, ran out of money and, uh, like, time and stuff. But it was definitely definitely one of the best, like, starting points I could have got to. Like, there were a few like, few times at school, like, where instead of some other guy beating me up, I'd throw a punch and they'd be like, whoa, whoa, like, back up. Not like a kind of, it was a serious thing, but more of a, I don't really want to get hurt over this kind of thing. Oh, he's actually going to hit so, me. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I remember the turning point was after someone was picking my brother. And then, I mean, admittedly, my brother might have started that because he was a bit <laughs> of a dick at the time. Um, so I basically just grabbed this guy by the throat and pinned him against the door. And that guy never came very near us again for the next two years that we were there. But, like, karate as a basic, like, punching, kicking, discipline, conditioning, um, like, actually learning a bit of control, I I don't think I could have asked for a better start, to be honest. And, like, it is one that, while it it is quite a kind of stiff martial art in some ways, depending on, obviously, how you practice it, it's definitely one where if you have nothing else – you have karate, the other guy has nothing, you've at least got something worthwhile, you know? Yeah, I mean, so, I've never been the biggest fan of karate. Um, I have, I've done some training in it. Um, and I, I got told to, to um, uh, they, they tried to change my kick, which I was not appreciative of. 
because my kick was far more effective than theirs. Um, but also, they got after I started doing it, they 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 told me to tone down the way I was kicking because it was it was hurting people, and I was doing it as light as I possibly could, and that was kind of for, for me. I'm like, so what's the point of your kicks? Um, and I think for, for me, and obviously, I, I went when I when I went to karate, I was not in a good place anyway. So, I, admittedly. Um, much like your brother, I, I was in the place of kind of it was probably me being a dick. Unfortunately, that that has probably clouded my judgment for much of it. Um, that it it never seemed it never seemed like a self defense thing for me. It was all for me. It it always seemed like a, like you say, it's a strength and conditioning class. That that's what it was. It was it was never it never really seemed effective. They were too bothered about dancing. As I as I would look at it, um, than anything else. Kata, yeah, yeah. Um, I I have my issues with kata um, <laughs> in any martial art. Um, let's just fucking do it. Um, this I, I will say there's a, there's a definite turning point for me because obviously I I was homeless a couple of times and had interactions at that point. If you'd have asked me beforehand, um, I'd have been on the other side of it. But since then, I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just get me training. Um, so I don't know. For me, karate always seemed as what everyone wanted to do, but it was like you say, it was very stiff. Um, and the form I did was meant to be one of the best ones. Uh, is one of the best ones, uh, I would argue. Um, and just yeah, I, I I had my issues with it. Don't be wrong. Again, like you say, if you have someone that does karate, they're gonna have a they're gonna have a, a you know they're going to have a, a slight advantage, but everyone did karate. It was that kind of everyone has done karate. Oh yeah, I know karate. Yeah, because it was just like you know it, it became that kind of a meme of a of itself. So I don't know. What about you, Tom? Uh, yeah, I'm again. It as compared to like someone who like has nothing, a person who's got karate and karate like again six months in karate, they're going to have a slightly easier time. Are mm. they going to have a better time defending themselves than a complete novice in martial arts terms? Not necessarily, but they've got a slightly better starting point. Again, that you know the downside and the upside, depending which side you're on of uh, self-defense is, you could be the one who gets lucky. Uh, or you could be the one who gets incredibly unlucky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it has its issues. Again, like, depending on the style you do, some styles, are, some styles focus more on one thing. So again, you know, Kyokushin guys, they've got um, is it uh, Dutch kickboxing influence? That kind of, so they're kind mm, of uh, yeah, they're they focus on kicking and conditioning the legs. And it's like yeah, it's cool, it's great. If you want to learn how to stand there and take kicks repeatedly in the legs, awesome, good for you. Um, I personally have much more useful time for not standing there and ending up with a dead leg for three hours every other week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for learning how to take a hit that's a good one um again if you get this downside is again like a lot of the more popular martial arts and again as um some said the everyone's done karate or you know it's like the whole has the whole set the same with like kung fu is oh i know kung fu or, i know karate and it's like an awful lot of people who teach it who don't actually really teach a legit style or anything yeah. karate kid karate kid. Both, both versions one of them was kung fu the other one was fuck knows what <laughs> the other one was a guy walking into a competition who's uh, learning who can paint a fence and wax a car. 
using a legal move. Oh, yeah, using yeah. a legal move and still, and his black belt was stolen from another member. But yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's so it, again. It's one of the things like if you've got a good club, then yes, it's a good starting point to learn and move on from other things. But on its own, just purely for self defence, again, not a lot of clubs focus on the application side of what they're teaching. An awful lot of it is, this is the kata, this is what you need to go for your grading, this is that. And, they, and it, a lot of them do pointless and touch sparring. I mean, how many American um, YouTube clips can we find where you... Oh, my God. I mean, some of them is... The ones put the ones oh. put to Street Fighter with the special effects, the 8-bit effects added on to oh, my right. favourite ones. The, 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 the ones <laughs> when, they're doing a car, uh, when they're doing a kata, and they're all out of... They're all out of time with each other. They're all out of sync. The yeah. kicks are all at various different heights. And all what of is this? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, obviously um, that's the same with any martial art. Any martial art has the same. Again, the popular ones and even the less popular ones all have the same thing. It's, Everything has its charlatans. I mean, yeah. we know we know of, of uh, much as you talk about someone <laughs> someone else from my background earlier, someone from your background is, is not far away. Oh, do you know, his, his original background wasn't even Aikido. He was a judo guy. <laughs> someone specific that me and uh, me and Tom, who's who gave himself his own. Um, was he was he called himself now? Fifth. Dan. fifth. Dan. He gave himself his own fifth down. He earned a first down, then just gave himself a fifth down. Um, so they do exist in every in every. In every art. Um, you know, I, I've I've come across uh, the people that that have, you know, some legitimate background that are teaching things similar to me, and then I'm looking at going, but you you don't. Where, where's the connecting function? That's not what what's. Yeah, um, I don't know. What, what if, if we're going for if we're going for a for a for a grade, Andy, what do you think? Um, I was going to say little caveat. Um, in both the Karate Kid series, like one, two, three, um, and next Karate Kid, obviously, and um, in the Cobra Kai series, which actually is basically teen drama plus fighting, fantastic. <laughs> I was at, like, um, too much teen actually, drama for me. <laughs> Yeah, no, Cobra Kai, or like the style of Cobra Kai, actually uses um, Korean karate. Tang Sudo, I think it is. Tang Sudo, oh, yeah, none of them use like actual. Chloe Bruce, Tang Sudo. The uh, famous famous British stunt woman. Who's uh, famous for like, all videos where they're doing like, really high kicks and stuff. Your field, that's Essex your girl. Field. That's your field, Tom. Sounds, sounds right. Sounds. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I know it because um, in one of our videos of oh, training. Of course you fucking know. <laughs> well, no, I don't know her personally, but I know it because um, in one of the videos of her training, I saw again she's like famous like on the doing all the street demos and stuff because she she got into stunt work. But um, it's like videos of her from I think she's Tang Sudo black belt. But I remember seeing like one of the dojos that I got my black belt in was in <laughs> one of the backgrounds of her videos. I was like, oh, so I know the dojo she used to train mm. at. Fair um, enough. Sorry, yeah, I think she's Tang Sudo, but yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Andy. Sorry, no. Obviously, I'm yeah. not, it's like it. no, it's not really, it's not really karate. Like that's about if we're yeah. if we're saying karate, we can't really. But that was kind of my point that everyone says they know karate and none of them are. So, but yeah, go on. I'd, I'd say probably yeah, no. Going going back to the point, I'd say probably like top so somewhere in D, probably nearer the top of D, just because as a base, it's not a bad one, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, for me, it's probably D to C. Um, but I mean, part of me wants to put it in C just because we've got kickboxing there, and kickboxing is just a sportier version. But because we're taking karate as a all of karate, I think yeah, you, I, I'd put it, put it at D. You know, we could debate the different types, but then, but if you've got to do that, then it's the same problem as anything else. 
What about you, Tom? Um, yeah, I, I would have put it as a very low C or high D. Would have been my... Let's throw it in D. I'm I'm putting it behind by Titsu just because I'm in charge of the cursor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's um, not the, a democracy. <laughs> these last few should be relatively quick and easy. So, um, Taekwondo. I, I think there are people that teach Taekwondo that are fantastic. There's a, um, there's I, I have a um, friends that do. I have one person I know in um, around near us. Who, um, who learns it and their way of making it more realistic was when they got to a certain level, they used to go into toilet cubicles and train in there and basically say to his students, now fucking do it. Um, <laughs> so that was their way of getting, a, getting, away, getting away from all the airy-fairy spinny shit was, okay, now you have to defend yourself. You're in a cubicle. Now do it. <laughs> and if you've got that kind of instructor, um, then yeah, you're going to be... Yeah. You're going to be good because that's all inspired. Away. Yeah, all the bullshit of like, oh, I can do this spinny stuff. And all that, that's gone. That's gone. It, this fuck is in front of you now and you've got to get out of the cubicle. Um, but obviously, I think Taekwondo, in terms of its, its self defense, it, it's, it's points kicking airy fairy. <laughs> it doesn't have the most powerful kick, even though that's what it's known for. It has a lot of fun kicks that are far more. I, it, for me, it's, it's the. Sh- it's Shaolin Kung Fu of the West, even though it's not mm. the West, but it's used more over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyone, yes, I know Taekwondo is from Korea, anyone, but it's, you know, it's popular over here. And it's just that kind of, you know, people like to jump around a lot. Um, and that's all it is. <laughs> Go on, Tom. Um, yeah, it's, again, I mean, if you get the right instructors and the right clubs, again, like my original instructor, I, although he was a complete sadist and the bastard, um, <laughs> what he taught was very different to what you will find in most Taekwondo clubs instructors. Again, our syllabus, it turned out, was more of a mixture of um, Taekwondo and then Taekwondo afterwards. So it's more the... So the way we were taught to punch and kick was very different to the way that some people who do modern Taekwondo were taught to kick and punch. Um, and it's actually probably a lot closer to the way that you do it. So it's a lot more... It's more, more of a whipping kind of relaxed movement that you'll yeah. find... Um, it's more of that again so in comparison to like karate is very linear and strong and solid this i have the same issue with certain styles of taekwondo they're very linear in what they do but kind of the opposite way to karate is like they're too the opposite direction um but without being loose and flowing again they're still quite rigid in what they do and um, like you look at some of the uh, some of the prims of the katas they have um, it's all very similar to um, like karate katas and stuff, um, but yeah, so yeah, again, it for me, it's a, a lot of flash, no substance. Um, so with modern stuff like ITF and WTF, um, there's a difference between the two. Some are slightly more practical than the others, but most places you're going to get is the more touch sparring, competition sparring side of things. Which so self defense, not that great. Um, yeah, that's, that's the kind of issue with it, isn't it? Yeah. What do you reckon, Andy? I think um in a I think one taekwondo is great to watch not just because of the whole like oh yeah look at me I can kick the ceiling um <laughs> and yeah. we're in a church or something mm. um I mean one I find like the amount of flexibility they have is brilliant admittedly I find it kind of hot as well but <laughs> It's not one of those things where 
you're actually going to use it in a um, like in a self-defense scenario. Like, yeah, if the opponent is maybe like what an extra like half a foot to a foot taller than you, you're probably used to kicking their head. But if you're if you've got somewhat if you like the kind of over the top kind of practice they do you're probably just going to end up like kicking straight past them yeah yeah it's that's yeah it, it's a lot of it's a lot of flashiness and you're actually going to miss and if i mean hopefully i would just i would hope that most of them aren't going to just go for the head but you never know i mean for me it, it's uh, i don't think it's as bad as f but i think it's the lowest d yeah. for me anyway um mm. i think there's there's some use to some of it but i think it's yeah, I think it's the lowest D. What about you guys? Yeah, I'd say it, it would have been a very high F or low D for me. Yeah. Yeah, no. I that there. Yeah. Right, let's throw it in the last uh, D. Okay. Okay, so um, now we have got into the, the final uh, furlong here. So we have got... Japanese jiu-jitsu. I know people are going to be like, oh, why have you got Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Fuck off, because Japanese jiu-jitsu came first. So, <laughs> Japanese jiu-jitsu. Like quite a while. But yes, I mean, it literally where Brazilian jiu-jitsu and judo comes from. Um, mm. I, I did um, I did Japanese jiu-jitsu before, did it for quite a bit. Um, enjoyed it. Uh, there was this... In, this is one of the ones that um, that, I, that gave me an ethos that I agree with, is if you get hit in the face, you owe the other person a drink. Um, always love a, a martial arts class that has that ethos. Basically, move it the fucking way. Um, mm. I, I have that ethos for most of the things. Of like, <laughs> If they're trying to hit you, move. <laughs> Don't stand there. Um, you know, like karate. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of jiu-jitsu. Obviously... It's got the throws. It's got the locks. I mean, it's it's the the origin of the locks of a lot of other martial arts after it. Um, and it's got some it's got some throws in there. Obviously, where um, things like judo and everything got its throws from. Um, but it is it is deficient in quite a few other things. Um, what do we think, people? I mean, I did um, I did Japanese jiu-jitsu in my first year of. First year of my degree, so the year after my foundation year. Okay. Um, honestly, I would have started in my foundation year, um, and in hindsight, I probably should have. But I'd put a lot into, like, the first one I really went went for was Capoeira in foundation year. First year did a year of ju- Japanese jiu-jitsu. Um, I still think my wrists probably aren't the same. Um, but sadly, with like the pandemic and everything, everyone apart from like me graduated, which means there was no chance to carry it on. If I if it was still going, I'd totally carry it on because it was a lot of fun. Mm. Like the throws are great, the locks were painful, but I've still I've used the locks on people before as a little like uh, little like party trick, especially when people are like, you know like playing up a bit mm. um but it is yeah like you said it is deficient in some areas um like the throws the break falls the locks the submissions they're all great um again doesn't have much in the way of striking but i'd i'd still in terms of a in terms of defensive style 
I'd still rate it as something that is a lot easier to use on someone, uh, even even if that person has slight size advantage, because their joints are going to roughly be about the same size and about the same strength as well. Like if you can if you can land a joint lock, the pain that you can put someone through is either you know going to send them raging ball style or is going to make them short a bit and be like fuck yeah i mean maybe this is a bad idea i mean the only the only downside for that is they've got to stand still um i think with that it's it's a similar thing to aikido uh, if you are fast enough and if you can do it and if they are playing up which a lot of the times you'll get someone in a club grab you or push you you're like what the fuck are you doing or, or grab you by you know you know what you know, before that, they're not going to necessarily just hit you. At least not in England. Mm. That's not necessarily, maybe not in some other countries, but in England they tend to grab you something. And in that, those terms, yeah, you have the advantage. I think the, the problem is, is that that's not necessarily going to, like, that's not necessarily going to happen. If they're just trying to hit you or something, mm. it, there's not a lot you can do about it. You can't put the locks onto someone trying to punch you, uh, I think is yeah. what he is there. Um, Tom, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's a great for grappling. It's a good side of things. Um, again, an awful lot of the stuff that is the same with Aikido and Judo. An awful lot of the stuff is going to be related to someone trying to grab hold of you and do do things to you that way. Because again, it comes from a period of time where people were walking around with bloody swords, knives, and spears on them. So you are more likely to grab hold of someone to stop them from drawing a sword and cutting you in fucking half. And so. <laughs> they kind of needed to have something to defend against someone doing that. But even like, as you said, you know, uh, especially in the UK, the amount of times I, people will say, Oh, who's going to grab you in a fight? The amount of times I when working the doors have seen a fight start because someone is completely pissed has grabbed hold of someone to then try and lamp the person with whatever they had in their right hand. Yeah. Um, because again, they're pissed, you know, um, not right. <laughs> you, yeah, they're pissed. Mm. They're not, they're kind of losing their balance anyway, but, they don't need to look where they're punching. They just need to punch in a general direction of their other hand to guarantee a hit. And so it's a hard nut thing, isn't it? Of like grabbing you and going, you fucking, you know, that kind of, yeah. you yeah, know, um, was it? Um... The intimidation of the, yeah. <laughs> the intimidation of I'm going to grab, you know, eat, you know, grab you to headbutt you and stuff like that. Well, again, if, if I grab hold of you, I don't need to look at someone to punch them if I've got hold of them. Hmm. Is that, so an awful lot of people rely on that when they're completely pissed. But as you said, like if someone's not grabbed hold of you and is just going to punch you from a distance, then it's a l- much more, it's a long it's day, a much harder target to try and get into I think... anything with jujitsu with. But yeah, I mean, as for the frozen locks and stuff, um, I mean, obviously, you know, pain compliance. You know, my my thing about the pain compliance is it's great for people it works on. <laughs> If they're too drunk, they're off their face on something, or they just have a really high pain threshold, or they're hyperflexible and double jointed, um, good luck. Um, <laughs> they're not going to give a shit. I mean, I've trained with someone who you could break their wrist with a lock, and they wouldn't give a shit. They would just lamp you and like put your face into next week. <laughs> and actually, um, with with jujitsu, um, when I was doing it, I I had the thing where um, I because I've ridiculously flexible because of doing the martial arts for so long and um somebody tried to put a lock on and i just it didn't do anything and, and uh when sensei came over and it's like he he went to do it and he just went okay i know if i go any further your arm is going to break because i can feel it so um 
Can you just tap when you think it's right? Okay. And then the, so that, that's the thing. If you're, if you're used to it, um, I mean, the, depending on what you're trying to do, the bones are connected so you can still move them because even if it's not hurting them, that they still lock together. Yeah. But there's, you need to do other things for that. And yeah. when people in, a, in that kind of situation, when strength becomes the, the default and you have to use strength again, that's you're fucked. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to use, you know, you know my, my way of doing um, wrist locks is fall asleep. Yep. Um, if you're doing them before yeah. sleep, then that's it. <laughs> I mean, so, you, you literally got mm. me to come along to your to your thing to like to get your guys to learn to relax when putting locks on people. So, it's... <laughs> yeah, because so, yeah, all of them, all of the same thing. And it was it was actually fantastic because um, none of them thought that the that, that wrist locks actually did anything until we did it on each other. I think you did it on me and showed it, and so it's like, what you know actually works on on Adam. And then I reversed it, and all I remember you guys, you bastards. Um, <laughs> But yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah so I did, I did the nice one. It's like, yeah, I'll just get the connection. You went in for it. Yeah, I'm just going to add a bit of a grind at the end. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, so yeah, as a base, it, it's got some good starting points, but it is lacking in a lot of areas. Um, I mean, f- for me, this has, this has to be D, because if we're going to see Judo's there, and I think Judo and BJJ, which come out of JJJ, both there's a reason they both came out of it they yeah, both yeah. beat it um i you know the, the the kids have overtaken their father on this one i think um that's my that's my thing i think it's probably in d along with karate it's a good base but you need something else with it to to elevate yeah. it um, yeah i'd agree with that yeah what do i you... think i think with um with like um uh jjj or uh japanese jiu-jitsu even um I think there is a fairly un I'd say uncommon but not unheard of kind of situation in which it is a very effective self defense tool and that's stopping the fight before they did really committed to it. Like if someone's just, you know, just jabbing at you, like grabs onto you, threatens you in a bar or something, and immediately you put a lot you put like a lock on them when they're not expecting it. They look at you, they see you have that control over them, and then they're like, All right, I'm walking away now. Like so I, if you I could do that them, with I could do that with, do with a load of other you could do it with Aikido, I could do that with <laughs> I could do that with what list I've done of Shaolin. I mean Shaolin teaches locks and stuff very similar in the same way. I mean every martial art has the same wrist locks in it in the same Mm. There's a reason they all they all. It's all it. cheesecake. It's just some chocolate, some vanilla, some strawberry. It's, the body only doesn't move in so many ways. <laughs> Hell, even even Butitsu does because it yeah. comes, comes straight from Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, from its original place, uh, the way it is, it's still it's still like in, there are some situations that it is. It might be a, a good like the tool that you need, but yeah, yeah I'd say. Definitely in definitely in D because just straight up throwing someone is slightly more effective than trying to lock them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, the next one where me and uh, Tom re- uh, we we potentially upset someone that we both know, um, <laughs> who's a former world champion. Not in this, but in in something. Um, Kung Fu. Oh, Wing Chun Kung Fu. I was about to say, say, define Kung Fu. (laughs) Wing Chun Chun will be more specific on this one. I will be Wing Chun. Um, Um, 
So uh, yeah, the, the, me and Tom both know someone. He's not. He's, it, it wasn't Win Chun. He's he's world champion, is it? It's it's something. No, like, he's a it's sword form tai chi sword, sword boxing yeah, yeah. and that's his that's his. Yeah. But he's he's part of the national. He's he is or was part of the national team for Win Chun for like twenty years, wasn't he? Uh, something. Like yeah. I Sorry, Barry. Sorry, Barry. I'm going to be nice about this, but I, I apologise in advance. Um, <laughs> um, as the person that doesn't know who we're talking about, Andy, what do you reckon? <laughs> honestly, honestly, you say that, but I might know who you're on about. Oh, okay. Um, I did. I did Wing Chun for two years in um, Sittingbourne. Before then, you the probably do know him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's yeah. a world champion in Chinese martial arts. There's not many, yeah. and, and there's not British. many of them in Kent. <laughs> yeah, and he's British. I mean, how many are? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think mean, I know who you're on about. Yeah, um, but yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, I think like I, I mean, admittedly, I had to stop that because the uh, like getting a ticket to Sittingbourne, then paying for the session, like it was adding up like a lot. Yeah. Um, but when I was doing it, like like Adam said earlier, he is quite a bit bigger than me. And Wing Chun is probably exactly one of the styles I'd consider using on him first, because it's exactly it was designed to get in closer to a bigger opponent, like close up the distance, like the underneath that person. So like I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I probably it it's situational. Like it's one of the few I think where being the smaller of the two people is actually the advantage here. But it's one that is again like it's got good basics, but it's not got everything it needs. You know. My thoughts on Win Jun in terms of self defence. Or it has a very good press because Tom, you know, you you know, we both know him. Um, what's going to happen if Barry tries to fight me on the street? Uh, my money's on you. <laughs> it's not going to do anything. I know it's got a good press. It's mainly got a good press because of It Man and um, and uh, Bruce yeah. Lee there. Yeah. But in reality, it, it's very like. There are some very skilled fighters, and there there are some you know against people their size and against yeah they they have some advantages in it, and the movements from it if you mix it with other things very proficient that's why you know mm. Sanshu is a is a is a very popular one because you know a more Chinese um, kickboxing and, and things that come out of it and they all kind of have the the same ethos, but Win Chun has a good press. It, 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 it puts itself forward as being a modernised form of Kung Fu. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a modernised street form of Kung Fu that's, you know, the bullet punch and all that kind of stuff. But uh, in reality, I'm just going to grab your arms and elbow you in the face. Because you're coming <laughs> close. Put it this way. Do, let's take out the fact that I have a judo and jiu-jitsu background, and so coming close to me anyway is a bad idea. But do you want to come in close against someone of my size? I'm just going to grab you. I'm just going to grab you. If nothing else, I'm just going to grab you and go, fuck off. <laughs> and that's the biggest problem. And it, it purports to allow you to have that advantage, 
I so almost no martial arts have the ability to give the smaller person the advantage. In 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 reality, um, they will they may give you the advantage in a split second, which then allows you to do something else. In turn, but Wing Chun always purports, and some others, including BJJ, purport to basically be the equalizer continually. It's just not true. You know, judo can be an equalizer for a split second. You've got them right now. Fucking punch them over and over and over again because they're on the ground. You know, that's the split second you need in the same way. But for me, Wing Chun just doesn't have it. Um, what do you think, Tom? Yeah, I mean, it has a few points. Like it, it's a very specific tool for very specific situations, which is good for those very specific situations. However, that is the big downfall to it. Yeah, same with a lot of things. Um, and as you said, like, there's this, I don't actually know like, it, if it's actually legit. Like the whole, it was developed by a woman to defend herself. And this, like, everyone says that. I, I remember looking up into the sort of like, that is apparently quite a questionable origin of where it came as, from. As every martial art. As every martial art has, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so it was developed by, um, by a female nun or whatever it was for a certain temple or whatever but yeah it's like to defend herself and it's like yep cool great um it's a lovely story makes great for the selling rights for the film adaptation um <laughs> but yeah it it again it so some of some of the practices they have uses like um but there are other arts that teach similar things that do them better and there are other arts that teach the things that it's missing a lot better than it teaches the things it's teaching if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's if you, if this is a Swiss Army knife, I'd say Ring Chun's the toothpick. Yeah, I mean, like we said, the person that we we're, we're talking about, although is not world champion in this martial art, was on the national squad for this martial art, and in a street mm-hmm. fight, we're talking about someone who is just an instructor. Granted, I I think relatively highly of myself in it, but I'm not. I shouldn't be. If it was a legitimate martial art that could beat someone like that. A normal instructor, however good I might be, should not have a fucking chance. But I, I, I does would. he actually do Wing Chun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure he's part of the national team. I'm almost certain. But that you know, I, I shouldn't have a chance. That that's that's the yes, issue. So, I have. Yeah, so yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Do so I, I, you know, I, I should be fucked. Uh, you know, an instructor should not. A, a simple instructor. Simple instructor like me. Um, they should not have a chance. Um, so, I mean, for me, it's F. For me, it's, you know, because above it, yeah, okay, I have at least one martial art in the one above it that I don't think a lot of, which is craft, but there's, I think, has more of a chance of, of giving, you know, if we're talking about someone who does nothing at all but a bit of craft, I think they've got a better chance against someone bigger if they can get at least something off. Wind Chun, I think, is bought it far too much into its own press. That's for that's me anyway. Um, what do you think, Tom? Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, it would be enough for me. Yeah, Andy. I think if we were if we were going to have an E, it would probably be where to put it. Like in between, admittedly, maybe a bit biased from the time I did it, but it definitely has it definitely has good like some good points. Um, like you said, it's not one as comp- it's not like one as comprehensive cr- as karate or something. 
mm. but it's still it's still not unusable. No, it's not unusable against someone your own size that is also doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> that, that's that, that's the thing for me is it has with that caveat that every martial art has that. It's the, yeah, it, it has yeah. elements, but every single martial art here has elements that you could use. I, I guarantee you, a decent someone that had elements of each of these martial arts would be fucking unstoppable. Um, if they just took a few things from each one, so but yeah, okay. So we're throwing that into F. I'll I'll be nice and give it the number one spot of F. Um, Next one, I think, is pretty fucking easy. Touchy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even going to say anything. I'm just going to say it. It's, 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 it's an inner martial art. That's what it's mm. fucking known for. It is an inner martial art. That's what it's for. It is, it is more... Yeah, my grandma's, my grandma's been teaching Tai Chi for 20 years. Mm. Um, she's terrifying just because, I mean, she's a terrifying person. <laughs> but... It's not. It's not. It's not genuinely because of the tai chi she does. Admittedly, it, it's kept her in great health. Oh like, yeah, health. Absolutely. She, she's an eighty eighty plus year old woman. Um, I don't know and don't want to know what the plus is. Apparently, um, she's an eighty plus year old woman who's fallen down a flight of stairs, landed straight on her arm, and not broken it. <laughs> like she's she's a very like. Very like, like little old lady on the outside, little old terrifying creature on the inside. <laughs> but yeah, no, like a, a lot of her like presence and stuff didn't come from Tai Chi. The best thing that she does with her Tai Chi is to help people with mental and physical health problems, especially people as they get older. Like, if you're if you're fight if you're like an old old like lady fighting off a person with your who's trying to rob your purse or something, maybe you could like you know, push them. But yeah, no, it's not one. It's not one that the defense comes from its own merits. No, no. Um, Tom, um, I mean, I have thoughts on this because uh, again, what most people train and practice as and do as Tai Chi is not the martial form of the art. It's very hard to find people teaching the actual martial application of the original art. Tai Chi Chuan, very unlikely you're going to find someone teaching that. Um, I mean, I've trained in a few styles of it over the years, and one of the styles, I effectively used one of the things they taught the very next day. So does it have uses? Yes, there are. But again, it, it's the same with Aikido, same with Wing Chun. It, it has... It's, it's yeah it, it's very specific uses but it has a lot of downsides to it the other things fill in much better um so yeah, yeah it, my grandma teaches qigong qigong uh, yeah i was i was uh training to be an instructor in uh qigong until the fucking pandemic happened <laughs> um and as as someone who was a who was training to be an instructor that's why i put it there <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, I, I i would not i i the fluidity of it, if you speed it up, looks like other things. Um, and if you slow mm. down any other martial art, it looks like Tai Chi. Um, but in its its form, it is great for, you know, mind, Again. body, and soul. It's yeah. that kind of it's that kind of one. It's mind, body, and soul martial art rather than I'm not. If you know, it's, for me, it's the fact that most people are if they want to learn, they learn Tai Chi, they're not going to be learning the martial art. They're going to be learning the health practices form of it. They're going to be learning the offshoot rather than the actual martial art. Even the martial why, 
even in the martial and even the martial art, it's very. I mean, again, it's it, it comes with the same thing of um, other things like it. it's it's a very specific tool for very specific situations. Again, like the fluidity in the movements, like the amount of times I've referenced, like people we've trained, I train with, and who train with us. Um, I'm going to go, cool, this is, you know, how we do that. This is the Tai Chi variant of it. And, you know, this is the judo variant of this technique. Um, so for some people, it makes it easier to learn where it comes from. And yeah, so as an application, it, it's great for fluidity and movement and like some of the exercises that they have also found in everything else, push hands, sticky hands, et cetera, great training exercises and things. But on its own, even as the martial arts side of it, it's going to be, a, if there was an E, it would be an E or an F. Yeah, I think uh, we are throwing it in the air so the last one the last one which is probably people are going to be like oh well this should have been BJJ this is why it's going to be a part two people <laughs> the amount of fucking martial arts there are in the world I'm trying to give some of the um, thousand ones I'm, I'm trying to come, <laughs> give some of the little ones uh, um, their their place and we'll bring some of the big ones on so this one catch wrestling catch wrestling for me as I said earlier um, Baz Rutan um <laughs> He came in and dominated his time in the UFC with it um, because of because of having the catch wrestling background. Also because he was a, a, a doorman in a dodgy part of the Netherlands um, where, you know, remember, Netherlands, biggest fucking nation on earth. Everyone's six. Every, the average height of a man in, in Netherlands is, is six foot, um, which I always like the fact that I'm above average in the Netherlands because I feel very <laughs> tall at that point. Um, but, uh, but, you know, these are, they're all big guys. Like the Netherlands isn't somewhere you go and you work the doors and, and you're, you're okay. You know, if, if, if I work the doors in England, yeah, most people are smaller than me. In the Netherlands, it's not going to be a fucking case. So, you know, he's having to defend himself against everyone else there is a big guy. You know, I remember once getting a leather jacket from the Netherlands and it was a fucking medium and it wrapped round me. Um, so catch wrestling, I think, is, for me, is incredibly good it's been going for a long ass fucking time like catch wrestling okay yes so have all of these but catch wrestling in terms of the way it's always been used doesn't seem to have changed that much most of these have changed or adapted catch wrestling doesn't seem to have it's just it's old-fashioned wrestling um Hmm. and you know for any americans out there we mean actual wrestling not fucking wwe not not logan paul um, actually, no, that's unfair. Logan Paul did proper wrestling. Um, <laughs> not The Undertaker. But, um, yeah, so for me, catch wrestling. And also, yeah, it's, it's had its place in combat sports. It definitely has its place in old school kind of, um, as we were talking about earlier, the, the kind of circuses where you used to have people in um, in the UK fighting, whether they were wrestling or boxing or whatever. This existed there as well as the kind of the local strongman. I, I think it's... I think it's um, pretty good as a as a base i i think it's it, you know it's fuck all used for other things but i think it's a very very good base what about you two yeah I, i'd agree i'd put it in i i would rate it somewhere around about the same budget to be honest um again because of the, same, the exact same reasons really same same as judo it's a great starting point um but yeah I'm, i don't really have any other additional points that you haven't already covered to be honest so yeah what about you andy I mean, I I always tried to I always tried to avoid wrestling when I was younger in terms of like getting into sport like martial arts and combat sports and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I can see how 
wrestling that isn't fake could be a good, like, pretty good starting point. Because I used to train with a guy in Medway who, um, like, ended up being a, like, reasonably big wrestler in the area. Um, I'm pretty sure that um, one of my, uh, the oldest chairs at my parents' house ended up getting the arm smashed off when he piled me through it. They're like, yeah, it's it's fun. And on the point of Logan Paul, he would make an amazing heel just because of how much of a dick he is. Well, he's, but, he's, yeah. he's, he's grown up. I mean, Logan Paul's not as bad as his brother now. He's, he's, he's actually grown up a little bit, Logan. But he, he's, he has a background in actual wrestling, and he's mm. now in the WWE. He signed the WWE. Oh really? Oh god. He is. So that that is the, one of only two wrestlers in, I, I believe, two two wrestlers in the WWE who have actual wrestlers in him. Um, <laughs> which is always my fun point. And this um, about wrestling. Okay, catch wrestling and college wrestling and all that are different. But to make a point about the similarities of proper wrestling, there are still reasons. He's not come out to say otherwise. Um, where Brock Lesnar got his fucking ass handed to him by um, oh god, what's his name? Fuck, <laughs> Olympic wrestler who was in the WWE. Um, you know, small. I say small guy. He's probably about six foot. <laughs> but yeah, small guy compared to the fucking giants that he's with. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, the, oh god, what's his name? He's a two-time Olympic champion. He broke his neck during the Olympics and still won gold. Like, fucking, yeah. Um, but then, you know, there was some talk about, oh, Brock Lesnar did um, wrestling when he was in college or when he was in school or something, and he reckons he can take you because Brock Lesnar's a fucking giant. And apparently this guy just fucking done within seconds. It's like, no, no, he fucking can't. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, college wrestler or school wrestler who's, huge Olympic gold two-time Olympic gold medalist <laughs> he broke his neck and still won gold um, but that was the point you know even though it wasn't catch wrestling there was a, a form of wrestling there that stopped someone who became UFC heavyweight champion um, you know I, I think catch wrestling I, I would actually put catch wrestling in the same as judo um it pains me to put it above Bartitsu, but Bartitsu has a lot of other reasons that it's in D. Um, I think it has a good base because for me, judo is there as a kind of to throw them and to keep them on the ground. But if we're talking about groundwork and if we look at, again, I'm looking at the ones that are in C um, and if we add them up together, you've got a very good grounding for, for self-defense. Um, I would put it in C because you take him to ground with the punches and the kicks, and then catch wrestling's fucking keeping him there. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I'll go. Yeah, I'll agree with that. There. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, you're thinking of Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, fucking <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kurt Angle, yeah. There's stories about Kurt Angle and um, Brock Lesnar getting into it behind the scenes um, and Kurt Angle just wiping the floor with him because it was like an actual wrestler as against up against a WWE um, giant um, but that was the point with, with wrestling as well you know it was yes it wasn't catch wrestling but then even so catch wrestling is more effective for most people's money than college wrestling uh, or you know 
weirdly non-professional or amateur wrestling, which is actually the pro- weird. Yeah. Um, but um, but he managed to take down someone who ended up becoming MMA champion. Now I'm sure there'll be people out there go, no, it never actually happened, or no, it turned out the other way. But Brock Lesnar's never come out to say otherwise, because <laughs> he knows full well that the, the whole roster would go, he kicked your ass. <laughs> so so yeah. Um, so catch wrestling jumps in to see. So, let's see if we want to rearrange any of these. In A, we have um, Network. Of course we do. Um, and Muay Thai. In B, we have... So those, for, for our money at the moment, we're saying they are easily number number one and two. Lethway just... It is lacking in, in groundwork and things like that, but if you're, you're looking for something for self-defense and you are a little bit unhinged, Lethway is almost definitely the way to go. Um, B, we've got McMap and MMA. Uh, C, we have boxing, judo, kickboxing, and catch wrestling. Uh, D, we have Bartitsu, um, Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, Karate, Krav Maga, and um, the hell even is that that I put there? Oh, Taekwondo. Jesus. Um, <laughs> trying to reckon um, so many of them look very similar. Um, Taekwondo's improved a little bit, and I, I do love the fact that they've finally gone. You know what? WTF is one of our na- uh, one of our international bodies. Probably not the best name. Um, <laughs> and for F, we have Wing Chun Kung Fu, Kalipiratu, um, which I'm sure I've butchered the name of there. Aikido, Hapkido, and Tai Chi. Are there any there that you think maybe we should move? Have that. So yeah, I think we're saying we basically more than enough time for it. You are sorry. We have more than enough time to figure out the placement. Yes. I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I think basically we're saying if you're if you there's no re- so all of these have their place. You know, Tai Chi fuck all use in a, in a street fight against someone my size. However, if you're older, you want to make sure that you're well. You're you're you know you're getting some exercise and you like the fluidity of it and everything about it and the, the spirituality. Fantastic, do it. Um, you know, if you if you want to learn more about your history, if you're from India or you just like the um, the sheer kind of just toughness of it, Kaliparati is a good one. We're not saying these are necessarily the worst things ever to do. It's just in terms of self defence, they're not a lot yeah. of use um, on their own. Yeah, on their own. You mix them up. I mean, like I said, I think the best one if you mix them together is C which is boxing, judo, taekwondo, and catch wrestling. I think you mix those four together, you've got a good base for... for kickboxing. For self-defense. Yeah, kickboxing. What did I say? Taekwondo. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> kickboxing. <laughs> kickboxing. Um, and uh, catch wrestling. Um, but then, yeah, at the top, obviously, Muay Thai, which I think we knew was going to be there, and, uh, and Lethway. And I think Lethway definitely, you know, Muay Thai, but if you're in Glasgow, basically. Um, <laughs> so that is, that is uh, number one. I don't know when we're going to do number two, because we have got some other tier um, tier list coming up, um, which I don't know who are going to be on, I guess. We may have both of these two back. We may have one of them back. I just don't know. But we do have tier lists coming up of um, the best weapons for self-defense and various things like that, um, which is a wonderful one to do if you're in the UK. Uh, but, you know, um, weapons... Weapons for self-defense doesn't mean just big swords, Andy. The two-year, <laughs> the two-year fencing instructor is rubbing his hands. <laughs> I, 
Also, a foil? Yeah, yeah. Foil, not, but I did. Honest. I really enjoyed that. A foil? Foil, but I enjoyed Saber. As a whip. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. SBS, a somewhat longer one, but we have gone through 18 different martial arts. I'm giving you a bit of a breakdown of um, each of them, and the fact that they're not all crap or anything like that, it's just that they, they have their place. And for many of them, it is not on the streets. Um, we all have our different opinions, and that this is not the ultimate answer. You know, there are people who are more experienced than us or have more experience in the specific areas such as self-defense than us. I have been doing this for a long-ass time, but I've not been doing the self-defense specifically side. I spent a lot of time in the traditional side of martial arts. So there are people who have different opinions. Um, none of them are more valid or less valid than anything else. But thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, and thank you, too, as well, for joining me. And we will see you again next time. Thanks, everyone.